Stall. Stall. Hey, y'all. It's your presenter, Dave. Gonna keep it real, real, real brief because this episode is way behind schedule. It's dropping on a Monday. Uh, Should have been on a Friday or Thursday, whatever. I was trying to go for Faith Friday, but... It didn't work out, whatever. Just wanted to let you know. Just want to warn you. There's a little bit of a, a sound uh, issue coming in. I sound... Now, all the Presenter Dave fans are going to like this. I um, am a little louder than your other presenters, Brandon, and now official presenter, Dan Nee, because of... Uh, a mixer mistake Uh it's just technical stuff that a lot of you will not care about and not be interested in so don't even worry about it just letting you know the sound file might be a little wavy and it's not uh, our best our best sounding episode overall but (laughs) hey we finally got faith done the albums are back and hell they're not better than ever, but there's still it's still a thing we're doing on the show. So sorry about that, and uh, sorry to Danny and Brandon, but you're welcome to all the, the Dave fans out there. So good night. God brave, you taught us much. Presenting Dan and Dave. Presenting Dan and Dave. Do you understand the plot line of the of the father figure video? Brandon, make sure you have the version of Faith queued up that has a last request on it, because that's an important part of my discussion. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Or fuck me. Imagine if I was beating you up with my middle fingers, like, psh, 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 psh. Dan. Imagine if I was like bitch slapping you with my middle fingers. That'd be a real fuck you, right? Psh, 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 psh. Danny, pay attention to me. Uh, I'm like, give me attention. I've got all this stuff prepared that I don't remember. Mr. Sandman, give me a tree, make him a greater than I Make him with blue eyes and one big mouth too. Give me that. <laughs> Put some cool facial air under his facial air. Facial hair <laughs> under his no nostrils. Guess who's back? We're here in Brooklyn, where well, population is big, humans, but what else is big? Bums. And that's right. <laughs> the albums are back. Ah, uh, yes. The Sorry, bum population has just gotten a little bigger. Bums are humans, Because I got too. three here for you. And... Hashtag bums, too. Their names are... Little Daddy? Little Birdie? A little body. Excuse me. 
Who, who's who in there? Excuse me. Who's Body? Little Someone's body. name is Body? Little Body. <laughs> what were the other ones? A little Denny, a Little Daddy, and Little Body. Wait, wait. Did you say <laughs> Little? No, I think you said Little Denny, Little Daddy, Little Body. Yeah. Who's who? Tell me who's who. You're Little Denny. To Denny, Daddy, or I'm Daddy? You're Little Daddy. Your Body? I'm Little Body. Well, now, Brandon's Little Body. I'm Little Daddy. I'm also, listen... I told you. I'm Stormy Daniel. Moving I know forward. you are. I'm Stormy Daniel moving forward. Changing it up, you know? That's fine. Um, <laughs> I can't wait till the next part of that scandal comes out when this episode is released a couple weeks from now and that's a dated reference. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. going to come out like a month from now for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like Trump has her killed. And <laughs> oh my God. Well, then it will be very uh, relevant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if Trump thanks. does have Stormy Daniel killed, yeah. R.I.P. in in uh in in yeah, just in case, just in R. case, R. R. just in case, R.I.P. Also, you heard it here first. Also, R.I.P. R.I.P. J.I.C. Um, Ripchick. <laughs> Wait, J J.I.C. J.I.C. Just in case. Oh, okay. R.I.P. J.I.C. Ripchick. <laughs> J.I.C. Chazé. <laughs> Um, it's been a while since we've done this format, this format, and fan this, favorite format. Yeah. Flagship fan favorite featured <laughs> format. The albums. We tried to do this last time we've recorded and we just ended up, we ran out of time and we also just didn't really want to. <laughs> we're in a weird, we're, we're no, in a, no, we want to now though. Now yeah. we're ready, but just to give some history lesson. Mm-hmm. We're in a weird place with this album. For whatever reason, we just... I don't know we, why. I don't know why either. We all like George Michael. We all... Yeah. Like, I love George Michael. We put it off too long, and now it's like, oh. Yeah. That thing, it's like, already out of our minds, like, Yeah, it's a been a bit. while since I've spent time listening to this album. Yeah. Since we did the research. But I think it might be a good thing, because it's going to be fresh in our minds, yeah. and we're going to be like, oh, I miss these songs. Let's, let's take a walk back for the listeners real quick. Mm-hmm. And for our new listeners, welcome. Yes. This is the album's format where we take an, an album, a classic album, and uh, we classic break it to us. Classic to us. We uh, break it down song by oh, wow. song, uh, and we're we're gonna do a rating system. So we started off with bad. Michael Jackson's bad, mm-hmm. right? right. Two parter. Bad thirty, baby. Bad thirty. A Charles. A Charles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then we went to True Blue True Madonna. Blue, Madonna. Is that the first time Madonna. we we introduced the? The uh no the nominating after that no we didn't do that until the next album which was nylon, nylon curtain, curtain Billy Joel but we always had the ranking and point system yes. we did place? yeah we had the yeah. ranking and point system and then we introduced mm-hmm. that one of us we were going to each nominate whoever won make the, it more com- competitive make it more competitive whoever won the draft because we draft the songs uh-huh. uh whoever won then gets to one they get. Uh, ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Hypothetical money. That. <laughs> yeah, idea money. Theoretical yeah. dollars. Um. And then and then they pick the album for the next time. Yes. So, uh, Dave won the nylon curtain. The most winningest bum of the bunch, Davey, won with con- and I my pick was Control. Control. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. And, and then. Then I won. So you're for not my, the most winning this. You're, you're tied for one. <laughs> Within, you were the most winning this at that point of yes, the story. Yes, I really was. Yes. So I won <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> Janet Jackson's control. My picks were the best. Mm-hmm. I had the slow jams. They were great. 
And you also rigged it. And I also rigged it. <laughs> I voted the songs I picked very I high. mean, it's kind no, of crazy. You know, I was honest, though. I stand by my picks. I was 100% honest. I still feel the same way. Well, this is this whole thing is based on an honest honesty system. Yeah. Honor system. Because yeah. we, we, were, um, uh, we draft the songs, and we can rank our own songs top if we really feel like it. So, you know, we, have, we trust each other, though. We have faith in each other. Oh, my. And that brings us to Danny's pick. Faith. By. George. By. <laughs> Michael. I also nominated George Michael's Faith, the album, before. That's true. And you just but get I carried it over. I carried it over because I wanted to do it. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about uh, George Michael. Let's talk about our, yeah, our, uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about our general George Michael history yeah. or just faith history? Uh, both. George, George Michael, okay. yeah. Both. I don't, I don't know how, it'll probably be a little while before we come back to him or Wham, so let's let's talk about it. Um, so General George, uh, Danny, I know you had a tape of Wham, George's former band. Was it Make It Big? Make It Big. Yeah. And uh, you you gave me that tape when we were in high school. Right, so it was my, my parents' infamous cassette collection. It's a drawer filled with these cassettes, mostly from the 80s, but some 70s and some 90s stuff. Uh-huh. Um, there was a random day Dave came over my house and we just... I like kind of forgot about it, and he went through it. He was like, "This is awesome. I'm gonna. I want to take these and put and bring them into my my minivan, the Windstar, Davy Windstar." <laughs> and yes. um, they became recurring music that was played in his van for a while. Yeah, it make it big. That's the, the uh, an album from I think eighty five or eighty four. Yeah, eighty four like yeah. according to Spotify. Eighty four. So um, that's the album. It's the last album he did before. This album, this is his debut debut solo solo album. From just that, I love George Michael. I always love his voice. One of the most unique unique voices in pop history. And he's he's a kind of guy where if the first thing you hear is uh, "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," you go like, "Oh, it's kind of lightweight stuff." Had no idea how deep he goes. And he's always in the pop realm. Mm-hmm. He's never like gone yeah. into like avant garde stuff or any, you know like more rocky stuff. It's always been pop music. Yeah, but he's been very artistic with pop, yes. which I appreciate. You know, Wham, it's, I mean, the talent is there, but it's its more a lot of cheese. It's a lot yeah, more cheese. Yeah, it's a cheese. It's something you know, easily yeah. you can laugh off. Yeah. Um, but had no idea when I first listened to Wham, George Michael wrote, produced, arranged all those songs himself. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he keeps that tradition going with his solo stuff. Except for one. Sorry? One was co-produced with David Aston. Look at your Sorry. Hands. Not co-produced. Co-written. Sorry. I thought you said produced. Well, I'm saying he, oh, he generally does yes. all the stuff by himself, yes. but he sometimes he has a little help from his friends. Yes. And uh, I'm glad you said that because uh, David Austin, a close friend of George's, George calls him his best friend in the documentary film, A Different Story. Huh. And, and you know uh, what? That was a different story than I told, so that's, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but uh, always had a fondness for George Michael, but I think this is my George Michael renaissance. I think I'm truly... Appreciating him more as and taking him more seriously as an artist. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to listen to the rest of his discog. Discog. I will do this. it. Yeah, and it's we, we want to pay tribute as well. You know, he unfortunately recently, he, he left this world. Last uh, Christmas Day. Last Christmas. That recently? It was two Christmases. Two, oh, two Christmases, Christmases ago. ago. Right. Yeah. Or three? Yeah. No, two. Two Christmases ago, you gave me your heart. I was in Baltimore when I heard the news. Were you really? Yeah. 
Damn, I feel bad for you, son. Dave looked like pissed at that. Like, <laughs> Dave, like, Wait, you, you should have been home with your family, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. Wait, you, finish, please finish that sentence. You should have been home with your family man DVD. <laughs> um, Dave, were you exposed to George Michael's penis? No. Were you, <laughs> in that bathroom? Were you, yeah, were you exposed to George Michael there. previous to high school, though? Were, I was like, were, were your parents um, into George Previous Michael? to high school. Yeah. You know, my dad did, ha- did have... I think this was, that was during high school. My dad had a George Michael best of, like okay. a retrospective yeah. CD mm-hmm. collection. I, don't, I forget what it's called. And I like some of the songs. Um, but again, I think now I can truly appreciate it more. I was more into Wham than George Michael. Now I think yeah. it's it's turning to me being more into George Michael solo and still liking Wham a lot. Uh, our senior year of high school, we um, so we were each in the uh, band and choir together. Mm-hmm. It was Dave's suggestion and Dave's push to me to do Last Christmas as my That's Christmas right. solo uh, <laughs> performance. Like I was trying to think of what Christmas song to do. Dave was like, you, you have to do Last Christmas. I, was like, I yep. sat him was down. It. And I did it. So like Santa a, Claus, I said, come here on my, on my lap. I'm going to give you a present this year. And it is you performing. You finding your true self and doing Last Christmas. And it was probably the best pick of the night. It wasn't that popular of a song back then. I kind of think that brought it back into popularity. I've watched video of myself doing that performance. Um, not recently, not in, lot, not in a few years. Really bad. Not, not, like, not, not good. It's, it, it's tough to listen to. I haven't watched it since. So it was so just like, oh, I don't sound good. I hate this. Like, I don't. So. Wait, weren't you, you kept stopping and saying like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it right for Michael. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, right. Adele stole that from me. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I like changed the key because um, uh, I like couldn't hit the actual notes. It was, it was really bad. Um, <laughs> Wait, you changed the key mid-song? That's why you kept stopping oh my, as well. I, I wish that happened. No, I didn't Got the, do that. the key right for Michael. Um for Michael. For Michael. <laughs> um, Brandon, what about you with George Michael? Uh, I'm actually going to go backwards okay. in sure. my in my George Michael timeline because it's leading up to something big. Okay. So make it big. <laughs> make it big. Uh, so we're doing right now. We're doing the albums episode of George Michael's Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past yeah, couple no years, shit. Getting more and more into it. <laughs> so first step back. Um, when I first moved back to New Jersey, uh, I burned a couple of CDs for my car because mm-hmm. it was the first car that I had that had a CD player. Right. Because previous to that, I had um, tape player. I had it in my station wagon. I had it where I had um, Madonna. Um, uh, oh, erotica, erotica, right? Yeah. On <laughs> on that oh, that like I listened to on repeat <laughs> in North Carolina. Like oh, it was that and Roy Orbison. Erotic. Um, great combo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I burned this album, Faith, and mm-hmm. I listened to this album obsessively for about half of a year. Interesting. In 2012, that was. I listened to that album like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then previous to that, same kind of thing in high school. I got more into it. My mom always loved him, uh, which brings me back to my first exposure to George Michael. It's penis. His penis. His penis <laughs> was in um, 1993. Okay. Mm. So I was four years old. Right. Okay. So this is going to be the first time we've talked about it on the podcast, but with you guys, I've talked about it very frequently. Okay. The Elton John duets album. Yes. Had such a formative impression on 
my life. I mean, so you have the teardrop song with Katie Lang that I showed you guys. Uh-huh. There's a duet with Little Richard, Don Henley, Kiki D, Gladys Knight, RuPaul. The Don't go breaking my heart. Right, you'll hear it later on, on tonight. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so clearly, this album was a huge deal for me. So I do want to just play a little sample of this because um, you guys know "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me," the Elton John song, yeah. right? So uh, they first performed it together at Live Aid, and then George Michael did a covers tour and performed it. Oh and, my God! Um, so I just want to pl- I want you guys to hear this. Uh, I want to go to the second verse. Okay, hmm. because nobody knew that he was gonna do. So he brought Elton out on his tour. Oh shit! So just for a second, let's just listen to this because this is when I fell in love with his voice because he just kills yeah, this. Yeah, sure. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Great Elton song. I love it too. And so once their harmonies kick in, it's it's solid. So what are we listening for? I just want to hear George's voice when we get there. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Love it. Oof. Damn. Here we go. We're getting there. Whoa. Harmony. This is cool. Oh my god. Damn. It's that, so good. Oh Miasma? my god. Whoa. That's Elton? Yeah. They're killing it. They're really Holy killing shit. it. This is amazing. Oh my god. Chills, right? They should, they should be a duo. They should have been. That would have been amazing. Oh my god. god really good. So good. Yeah, really good. Definitely it's, didn't give it a, a fair listen. Like it's yeah. it's so it's so good. So this it's, is on the duets? Is on the duets album. And yeah. it's just like from a live recording? It's from a live recording from George Michael's tour. So is this at Wembley Stadium. So is that album like a collective of different duets he did through, throughout his history? No. It was a new album. Oh, but that was like the outlier. Uh, yeah, and then there was like one solo song that Elton wrote and it's called Duets for One. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's when Elton yeah. and John really come out. We got to hear George do this one last part. Face. Yikes. It's amazing. Swirling around like a... Amazing. God. Like an really ice cream swirl. It's legendary, but, man. But, I saw something. Why didn't you play that song, the duet of one, during your duets or your duo's uh, power hour? The duet song that he wrote? Yeah, for himself. Uh, because that would really he, prove your point that he is a duet. Because he didn't write it with <laughs> duo. Because yeah. he didn't write it with Bernie Toppin. Oh, he didn't. Oh, that's ironic, huh? <laughs> um. So anyway, I just wanted to share you that with guys because that's uh, amazing. That was my first. I didn't know Faith. Uh, wait, yeah, before you go. I, that's what I knew of George Michael for a while. Really? Okay. And then, that's awesome. Then I discovered Faith that's when I cooler. started watching MTV and then was like, oh. That's a bit of a cooler way in. Um, I don't remember my first... I always remember Careless Whisper. Like I said, yeah, back, yeah. In, back in the yeah. day, I thought that was my parents' wedding song for a while. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I don't remember, but Make It Big Wham was definitely like a very formative. That's when I really fell in love with his voice and mm-hmm. his yeah. songwriting and all that stuff. He has an incredible voice. But I will say now, I never heard Faith before this this assignment the for album. the podcast. And I don't think Danny had either. Yeah, so Faith, I never listened to the entire album. Yeah. Through. I knew the hits. Yeah, me too, yeah. yeah I knew, knew all the hit singles. Um, my experience, my exposure to George Michael's penis... Um, <laughs> My parents had the next album uh, with Freedom 90 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep forgetting what it's called. It's called Listen Without Prejudice, right. they Volume had, 1. They had that. Still waiting for Volume 2, by the way. <laughs> Good luck. Listen, <laughs> you can't have the ice jingle directly into the microphone every like couple minutes. <laughs> Sounds of the city. <laughs> um, all right. Brooklyn, so, baby. That album got a lot of play when I was younger. They used to just, they would, my parents always my backyard would just blast music george michael was one of those artists you know during was, cookouts um barbecues you know what more often than not just hanging out with my family and in, hey, in, in the that. back like a weekend hang in the backyard they would just george michael was an artist that would get a lot of play um so george michael love. never got no play at my house <laughs> now my dad would my dad i'd said it already the cd anyway go ahead <laughs> um probably i think there was a hits there had to be a hits cassette or a hits album that they uh-huh. had also because I remember hearing a lot of not like the big faith hits all the time too. Mm. Like not only the songs from Freedom Ninety, but definitely the big singles from this album. Right. As well. I I want your sex for whatever reason. I'm like really familiar with. Like, I think that was a song. Well, because if, if you're a kid, I think that song's gonna stay with you a little maybe. more. But um, I don't know. Is it weird that my parents are playing that song a lot around and me? And only when I'm that younger? song, maybe too. <laughs> like, maybe, like, I don't, like I don't know. <laughs> um, but and that one, and then. And then another one that we, you know, I don't want to. It turns out that's yet, the but. only song they ever played for you when you were a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah they were big George Michael fans, and I am too. But I never dug into the entire album. Uh, but I did listen to in high school. Got into Wham's Greatest Hits specifically. Um, You're like a big casual fan, you'd say. Be- yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of the same yeah, way. I've never done any album deep dive with him, but I know all the hits really well, and, and, and I love them. You know, someone made a point. Um, but I nominated this album because I wanted to. Yeah, get it to face which it. I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in 2016, you know, we lost Bowie, we lost Prince, and then we lost George Michael at the tail end. And someone said how like they're all um, uh, sexually ambiguous Mm-hmm. Uh, performers who really like that was a huge part of their look yeah. their sound like what they talked about and uh, I never I was like oh he was like yeah George Michael's pretty great but I didn't really put him at the same class as Prince right. and David Bowie and now like listening to this and like thinking about it more I'm like no he kind of deserves to be in that those like and I feel like a lot of people don't that, that probably, place yeah, yeah, but, yeah but he arguably does so he's, yeah. he's really good well I like, think it's because um, volume I think that yeah. It, yeah. they don't carry the weight of what he has comparatively because it's not as much. Right, he doesn't have as much. Right. It's also not as loud volume-wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn up the volume. Yeah. <laughs> and again, more volumes. You put out volume one of uh, Listen Without Prejudice. If he had volume two, three, four, you know, he would be in the same class as, yeah. as Bowie and, and Prince in people's minds. But I, I'm, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say right now, I think of him in the same class. He has less work. I get that. But mm-hmm. I think he's as important. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he definitely had more... He hit harder when he hit yeah. in the late 80s and early 90s. He, I think he's a better vocalist. Then... Yeah. They're all really great in their own I way. Know. But maybe on a technical... A technical yeah, probably level. George probably does win. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can get... I love Bowie and Prince. Yeah. Those are my... T- 
Those are my top no, three. No knock on them at all. So, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about the album. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I got. To, I don't know if you have some facts in front of you. I do. If you have, uh, if you want to. Yeah, we can do some like regular ones. Uh, yeah. Released October 30th, right before Halloween, 87. Mm-hmm. Guess how old he was? 29. No, younger. No. No, like 22. 24. Okay. If you so, wanted me to know the answer, then why ask the question? <laughs> well, 29. Come on. He was in Wham! like two years earlier. Yeah. Those, those kitty titty bopper Wait, stuff. Okay. Titty bopper stuff. If, titty bopper? Teeny titty bopper. <laughs> I didn't titty. know how... Okay, never mind. How would I know how old he was just because Wham! was two years earlier? That doesn't mean I automatically knew his age, but Wham! was two years No, earlier. but actually, I'm glad he said 29 because he does seem a lot more mature for his age. Yeah, definitely. 24. Um, album produced entirely by George. All songs written, as we said, except for Look At Your Hands, mm-hmm. which was co-written by Dave Austin, his mm-hmm. best friend. Um, the album also won Album of the Year for the Grammys. Well, I have a Grammy segment I'm going to get into. Yeah, so let's, we'll yeah. get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, should we go into the track listing? So I have a couple more things. What else you got? Sorry, go so, ahead. So over 20 million copies sold. Yes. Huge album. That's huge. Um, he spent five years in Wham! prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 58 minutes and four seconds long. So just under an hour. <laughs> yeah, all together. Um, I love that. This is fun. First album by a Caucasian artist to reach number one on the top R&B and hip-hop albums chart. Hey, look at that. Um, Number 480 on the Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time list. So on the lower end, but Mm -hmm. still on there. Recorded at Puck Recording Studios in Denmark and Sarm West Studios in London. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Okay. All right, let's get into the track listing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I just also want to say, because I I always look up for some of the production stuff, uh, not a lot of information out there about stories or specific information mm-hmm. i mean he was using a lot of the gear at the time but surprisingly and what's weird is a lot of people on the production forums that i look at where they love this album they love the way it sounds but mm-hmm. not a lot of it just not a lot of information there mm. okay but i mean there's some but it's not it's not interesting <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> love it um <laughs> There's some things I'll point out on the actual songs is really what I mean is that I'll save it for that. Okay. So I'm going to go to the track listing and also say who drafted what. Yeah. yeah. There's only nine tracks. So here we go. Number one, Faith. I drafted that. Two, Father Figure. Brandon did, right? <laughs> yes. 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 Three, I Want Your Sex, parts one and two. Mm-hmm. He heard it a lot as a kid. Of course he would pick it. Danny. <laughs> Number four, One More Try. That was also Brandon. Yes. Okay. Let's skip over to side two, shall we? Okay. I think we will. Uh, <laughs> oh, is there another Dave here? <laughs> uh, track five. Can I speak to Dave? <laughs> Hard day. Danny picked it. Six. Hand to mouth. Me. <laughs> Seven. Look at your hands. Brandon, look at your hands because you picked it. Uh, eight. Monkey. Mwai. Me. And <laughs> that's my favorite uh, island in Hawaii. Mwah. <laughs> uh, nine. Kissing a Fool, just right. wrapping it all up. The whole album ends with this one song. Kissing a Fool, Danny picked it. That's right. And uh, there's also a CD bonus track that came out, I think, when the album came out. Uh, a Last Request, I Want Her Sex Part 3. Mm-hmm. I'll be covering and, that as well. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit too. Yeah. And yeah, let's get right into it, I think. Yeah. So the first song, the titular track, Faith. 
and you hear that cathedral organ tie in the whole religious element of faith uh, it's the melody of the Wham song Freedom mm -hmm. and he was finally free from Wham venturing off into his own uh, territory by himself Andrew originally still a great friend though very supportive uh, the intro was performed by Chris Cameron a keyboard player but uh, this song itself is pretty sparse we talked about this a little bit uh, during bill board bills yeah um, it's got a Bo Diddley beat, early rock and roll chord progression, a hillbilly guitar solo, mm -hmm. and his lead vocals very up close and personal, extremely clean sounding. He sounds like he's your conscious talking to you. He's that in your head and so clean and clear. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great vocal performance. What do you guys think? Uh... I was going to say vintage, but I don't know why I was going to say vintage. Classic. It's just... Yeah. It's the song that everybody knows. For sure. You know, from the get-go. Um, even though it's a traditional, like, rock and roll structure song... Mm -hmm. Yes. It's got a, a different feel. Like, it does have that old... Bump, bump, For sure, yeah. Bump, like, it's grease, like, a, like, it reminds you of that. Oh, absolutely. Sound, yeah. But there's still a little bit of new flair It feels it. new. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I wouldn't describe this as like an 80s song. Like a, it sounds timeless. Yeah, we, we talked definitely. about that a little bit. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's definitely 80s. Like, is it nothing about the production style? So yeah. that, that that is one of the things that I did keep seeing on the forums, and they were talking about this in relation to the next George album, which hmm. sounds more dated than yeah, this does. yeah, yeah. And it's because of the production. Now, the songs on this album that sound more dated, it's because of the synths. Oh, sure, for sure. The yeah. biggest problem with yeah. any 80s album is that if you're using that sound from that time. But I mean, not for us, because we like that sound. We like that yeah, sound too, but, I mean, but that's why this sounds so timeless, because it's so clean. It's, it's so, so clean. Crisp. Uh -huh. it's um, so crisp. This was one of the first digital recordings, yeah. which allowed Michael to put the song together piece by piece. And so the vocal he, he did was line by line, and sometimes word by word. Because mm -hmm. uh, he would actually write the lyrics at the microphone and then record them on the spot. Mm -hmm. uh, very tedious process, which Michael... Uh, with Michael just like scrutinizing every single syllable, being very like obsessive, obsessive, obsessive over it. But it, I mean, it shows like it, he delivered it. Yeah. You know, like it's it, him doing that work made it such a great timeless track, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I guess yeah. we should talk what a little else? bit about just like the lyrics. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And then addressing his sexuality because he he <clears> was very open later on about how a lot of his songs were i guess a generic because you know there was a time where he wasn't out right and, and but he he had said that earlier in his career especially during wham like he would sleep with a lot of women and he mm -hmm. had affection for them and he thought he was in love here pause it i'll pause it sorry um short short, until, short track yeah yeah until he fell in love with a man and then he realized that the relationships he had with the women were not love so, yeah so yeah he he because he told andrew ridgely at one point he was bisexual and then mm -hmm. he realized you know, later on. So this is in that kind of... He was writing about the relationships that he had, but he wasn't open about it. Right. Well, he, I think he also was dating a woman at the time. Yeah. Um. So he was still in his head dealing with what am I, you yes. know? Um, but Faith itself, uh, it's kind of a breakup song. It's, it's like basically saying like, if you're not going to be faithful, uh, we're done. And I think it's kind of more like saying like the relationship is actually over. Mm -hmm. Um. But faith, I think he uses that word like in a lot of different songs too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I just want to bring up something really quick. Uh, I don't know if you know the 
the uh, the actual uh, definition of faith. I'm gonna tell you real quick. <laughs> um, there's two different entries. Wait, before you do this, yes, I'm gonna play the intro as you tell us the okay. Because oh my god, this is on the fly too, guys. So the first entry: complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Two: strong belief in God or in the, in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Now, this song kind of teeters with like the whole religious thing. I mean, sorry, the whole album does. Yeah. There's a lot of there's just a lot of like just relationship songs, faith in yourself, faith in like a uh, monogamous uh, relationship, and uh, I think it's interesting that like he wore the crucifix earring. That was like the, yeah. a style that he like adopted. We can talk about the video because like this video was very important. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he kind of introduces the look of the crucifix earring. And I think it's interesting that he never really talks about God, but it's definitely a sp- spiritualness that he kind of uh, brings up throughout the, in the lyrics and stuff. Yeah. So spirituality, spirituality. So I'm thinking it's more one. I was gonna say it's more one than two, but he does play with the religious theme a little bit with the crucifix and mm-hmm. father figure. What kind of father? Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, Dan, yeah. the video. Um. Yeah. I mean, I got. <laughs> The video. So, I know you're the, you're the video guy this this week. Uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, I mean, iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. And just one more thing about this song. I mean, I think. I think it's his, his, his mother's biggest song. Faith. Yeah. The song. Yeah. I think it's most like, tied in with him. Yeah. I think of George Michael as an as as yeah, artist. This yeah. is the song. Yeah. But um, the video. So iconic opens with like like you know the beginning of this song. I want your sex playing on the, on a jukebox. Um, it's a mix of color and black and white. It's just him in the video, mm-hmm. his uh, and his acoustic guitar. He's got leather jacket, jeans, white tee, one black glove, the cross earring, shades, um, black leather. It's in a big white room, and then they occasionally show a woman, but it's it's mostly just him. It's m- mostly like, her yeah. legs too, right? I don't think they show like her full. This, they might. Well, there's another video I'm thinking of where it's like an emphasis on legs. Maybe this one too. This actually. definitely is like yeah, very okay. emphasis on yeah, legs. Yeah, and her uh, high heels. And it's him by the jukebox. It's different different shots of him in this big empty white room. Do you know what some like so, so like on the back of his leather jacket it says revenge? Do you yeah, notice that? I didn't notice that. I couldn't see what it said. It said revenge, and then it also <laughs> says B B S A. I think. I didn't know what any of that meant, I, but I, I love the revenge. I love that he's coming back for revenge. <laughs> Uh, that was sweet. Um, George does not play guitar, as depicted in the video, but guitars were handled by Scottish session player Hugh... Play- His name is Hugh Player, I think. It's like is that a, true? Um, I, I might have wrote that wrong. Like an Elvis situation. Oh, completely yeah, hillbilly, yeah. Elvis, Sun Record yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, George said the reason he decided to, to fake... Sorry, fake the guitar in the music video was because Americans, if you stick a guitar on it, You've got a bigger penis. Simple as that, he said. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Um, but it, yeah, very Elvis, like for sure. Yeah. Even with the look and like the you know his gyrations of the the mm-hmm. hips with the guitar. Definitely. Um, I think we're good with this one, right? One more thing before we move on. Yeah. Just because we should have talked about this at the top of the show. This was I'm sorry. something that I wanted to look up and I kept forgetting to do. So I'm glad we got to it because you. Your your conversation or the thing you just said just sparked it. Uh-huh. The symbols on the front of the album. Right. It's faith, music, money, religion, and love. 
Oh, those were the. Those that's were, what the symbols mean. Ah, very cool. Okay. And he kind of you know, definitely on, talks on about all of them on the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, apparently that's a big in the George Michael fan community. Oh, they, I, f- they I forgot to say, that. I looked up some f- uh, fan analysis. So Limp Bizkit uh, famously covered oh, a song. Of course, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I found some comments from uh, songmeanings.com, which I did last episode too. Uh, <laughs> someone said, I love this song. I really do. I actually had never heard it until I heard Limp Bizkit's uh, different cover of it. <laughs> Which I liked, but I like this much better. It's just neat and catchy. You do gotta have faith, or a relationship is pretty much worthless. Thank you, Catherine X, who wrote that on July 4th, 2002. I def like, someone wrote, I def like Limp Bizkit's better, even though now they blow a goat. What? Their old stuff was great. He's trying to say they're bad now because they blow a goat. And someone else wrote, this song is about being attracted to dead bodies. It starts with funeral music. They wrote music with a B. And then he's talking about he wants to touch the body. Dayton Paul, 1988. Hey, same year as me. Same birthday year as me. Uh, wrote that March 6, 2010. Um, yeah. And here's a more serious uh, analysis. So this song is about a orthopedic surgeon who eventually falls in love with a cardiologist called Faith. He, <laughs> George's grandparents were the, in the medical profession. He wants to treat someone with a rare bone condition. I know not everybody has a body like you. And then he finds out that there, there's a cardiologist and gets a bit apprehensive as he thinks the cardiologist wants to force him to donate his heart to a dying motorcyclist. Interesting interpretation. I like different <laughs> interpretations from the fans. And Shed8 wrote that in 2008. Saturday Night Live made two skits with Dana Carvey as George Michael about George's butt in the Faith video. Yes, I, I've seen. That. I've never seen yeah, them, but I read yeah, that fact. George, it's like he does really funny, like George Michael. And, yeah, I've seen it. All right, okay, Sp- guys, we spent a long time on the first song. Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's also it's Faith. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's the, big, the title track. The big it's huge. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Brandon. All right, this so yours. this is Father Figure by George Michael off of the album Faith. Turn, can we turn it up a little bit? You know what? We can. I love that Snake love Charmer synth intro. Kind of like the exotic East, Eastern synths intros of Sledgehammer. Yep. And uh-huh. Beat It. Yeah. Um, what? Okay. This, was, you... this was Brandon's pick. Yeah. Yes. This yeah. song... It's kind of weird. I don't remember... I definitely remember hearing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. And we've mentioned this on the podcast, but we I didn't rediscover the song until American Idol. Right. When uh, yeah. a contestant, I think it was season three, a, cont- a contestant named Ace sang it. And, yep. and Dan and I and A. Charles all were obsessed. <laughs> yeah, we loved it. Yeah. Um, it's really good. And, mm. and since then, this song, it, there, there's just something. Um, those synths are so warm. Oh, so uh, warm. And the structure oh of the God. song. Good temp. I'm thinking like 78 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just got such a um, inviting sound. It, I just like, think of mist. I think of a misty. I mean, I know there's like a lot of mist in the music video too, but I always just see like him like going through a cloud of fog. Yeah, and it's like walking very slowly in slow motion. Yeah, a yeah. lot of mis- mystery. It's, it's hard for me to. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to put into words 
how this song makes me feel. There, there's something about it, man. Like, mm, uh, yeah. It's the best way I can put it is there's something about it. <laughs> but hey, I, that's pretty good. It just. <laughs> it. I think you speak for a lot of people when you say it. Just. It absorbs me listening yes. to this song. Yes. Like, like envelops you. The sound, just the vibe. There's really nothing. I don't think there's anything like this. I, I don't. I can't really recall another song that like made me feel the way this one does. It's, like it, it can, It's a little spine tingly. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because you know he, he's this vocal is like, not the most aggressive vocal he does. No, it's no. definitely a little bit more reserved, and hushed. He whispers, but that's a theme throughout the whole album. Yeah, like, that's his vocal style. It's, He's always had a whisper yeah. that kind of yeah. goes into like something more like powerful. Right. But I think he keeps it more hushed for this one. Well, and what's great about it is so the way how the chorus that chorus functions, even though it goes into it, it's not full blown dynamically no. yet. And even you know we'll get there. Even when he does break out of the whisper, yeah. he still reserves it. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't like unleash completely. Um, apparently, one of the last minutes production decisions he made and songwriting oh, I heard about this yeah. the snare drum right they took the snare drum out so I'm guessing it was like it was like it was more it's more like uh, more dancey dancey oh, I guess like straightforward and it great just, choice it man. wasn't working it. yeah because saving that saving those hits for the chorus here it comes back in even though it's not the snare, it's the snaps. Yeah. yeah. And so it adds to that. But that groove was going the whole time previously. Right. It probably like felt like too rushed or something, too. Yeah. This was another song that I remember specifically from when my childhood. Like, it's... Uh, um, sp- yeah. But you need to talk about... How- Great bridge. Oh, on the bridge I mean, hold on, hold I on. think the bridge. Jesus. I think we gotta talk about our dads too. I know, like father figure. Well, th- this is what I, Brandon, I was hoping you would kind of touch on this, like what the song sounds like and the subject matter is really interesting. So wait, like, is he using an allusion to being a father figure, but still like a, a romantic relationship, right? Is he, yeah, is he talking about it with a woman? I don't think so. I do think it's sexual and it's about hiding because especially okay. when he says, sometimes love can be mistaken for a crime. Right. And so I... I oh, so you, yeah. And based on the, the there's not again there's not sting, a lot of information back, I mean he back. always this the lyrics are always kind of ambiguous and throughout yeah. the whole album yeah um but this is the idea of a father figure there's another like thing he does later on in the, another song where it's like a um the dynamics of the relationship this, is this. not on the same level does that make sense yeah there's right. like a, someone there's like a uh, uh someone with more power than the power dynamics are a little yeah. shifty uh yeah, but I do. It's interesting, I think. I do think it's very it's sexual though because he's talking about no, being. I do think it is. Naked, so, yeah, and now he's powerful for sure. Yeah. Well, the, we can talk about the video too. Like the video is definitely him. Yeah. You know, interested in, in a woman. I do think right. it's about. Uh, well, I mean, even if it's about a man, well, I I'm saying it, it's like it's about a, a sexual relationship. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do think in the context of the song, it's about the man because he keeps talking about how like our love. I've had enough of crime. Like I'll be the one that loves you. Like. It's, mm. it's, he's, he knows the reaction that he's going to get. Mm. I just think it's, a, right it's funny Amazing. to say, um, I will be your father figure. It is a weird yeah. <laughs> way. Yeah. It it's an interesting, yeah. uh, you know, way to look I at it. be your preacher, teacher. Yeah. 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 Some would argue not okay. <laughs> like, like, yeah. But father figure, God was her father, religion, <laughs> faith. Um, to dig more into the video, maybe pause it because the song's ending. Right now. I'm letting it. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, so okay, he's the video. He's a cab driver, right? 
picks up this woman who's in a big white coat, uh, drives through the city. She's like a Vogue-esque model type. Oh, yes. Um, you, you see um, footage of her on the runway. Right. So she's okay. definitely a model. And getting yeah. it's uh, like photographed a, later on, too. It's like a burlesque mm-hmm. runway type right. deal. It's very sexy. So very throughout the video, 90s, he's, very he, chic. he kisses her aggressively. Um, it fades in and out between scenes, um, takes you through their relationship, but it looks like they break up. So I didn't know if it was like he was more of a stalker, like watcher type of guy, because like it flips, because there's another man in in the video too, mm-hmm. and that man's seen like uh, photographing her, and I'm thinking maybe like he wants to be him and get with her, and he's just kind of more of like uh, a voyeur type of person. Maybe. I don't know, but I couldn't really understand it. There's a lot of like. It's not. It's very. It's kind of ambiguous as well. It's like yeah. not like a straight linear plot. Right. I mean, I took it as he meets her as a cab driver, but then their relationship uh, evolves. Like that's. But he's not good enough. Right. Right. Yeah. I think mean, that's an. That's certainly an element of it too. Like, because mm. she's this model, he's just a cab driver. Right. But it's George Michael. He's handsome as fuck. Like. Definitely a reference to Taxi Driver, maybe. <laughs> Travis Bickle. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you you talking to me? George Michael saying that. <laughs> You talking to me? You you talking to me? Are you talking to me? (laughs) I'll be your daddy. (laughs) (sighs) I will be your daddy. I love that he says I'll be your daddy. I'll be your daddy. I don't I love this song. That part (laughs) I don't know. No, for sure. Like it's weird. No, it goes into interesting territory, but I like that. I like that it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean it's kind of ballsy too, like Definitely. I mean, especially this song coming up right now, very ballsy. Well, I have extensive notes and penis. Are you ready? All right, let's get into it. It's an extensive penis. (laughs) Um, Okay. Squirting. You hear that little squirt? Sludge. (laughs) It's mud. It's filthy. It's sludge. It's I want your sex. It's it's like Dan's pick. Different secretions for sure. Stormy Dan. Okay. (laughs) Oh, great. For Uh, this. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) All right. So I've got a lot to say about this song. So strap in, put your strap-ons on. It's, I'm, <laughs> okay, your strap-ons. let's peg into this next one. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, this is "I Want Your Sex." So this song was divided into three parts or rhythms. Okay. Okay. So the Father, the Son, son and, and the, the and the Holy Spirit. It's all faith and the fucky spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but. But there's only two parts in this this track. In this segment, yeah. yes. Part, uh, I'll t- I, part. I, got a, I got a lot here. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about it. So, they're called rhythms each part. Okay. So that's how it was divided. Not really on the album, but on the singles. Uh-huh. That's how, so this is what we're listening to right now is rhythm one. It's called mm-hmm. lust. Right. This part of the song is called lust. It's uh, four <laughs> four minutes forty four seconds long. Um, this is the first. Wait. Six. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Jay Z. Um. First single off the album, mm-hmm. uh, June of '87, uh, featured on the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack. Really, I didn't yep. know that. Yep. I mean, maybe I did know that. This is I forgot. The second, his second solo. <laughs> but I have hit. seen that movie. So this is his second solo hit because his first one, as we know from the board bills, is "I Knew You Were Waiting for Me." And Rita, also Rita, "Careless Whisper," kind of because it's Wham featuring true. "Careless Whisper." Very true. Featuring um, "Careless Whispering." This is pure first. solo. This is his first pure solo hit, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, pure. Um, all right. Uh, okay, so obviously very sexual song. 
banned by many radio stations in the UK and the US due to its sexually suggestive lyrics. Some radio stations played a toned down version of this song, I Want Your Love. Oh, really? With the word love replacing sex. And did he did do he, it? Did he do that? I guess he did. I guess. You know, that's a good question, actually. I'm not sure. I don't know. We if should see record- if we can find it. Um, so when, I, when this reached the US charts, American mm. Top 40 host Casey Kasem refused to say the song's title, referring to it only as the new single by George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Kasem, the new single by George Michael. That's my impression of Casey Kasem. Uh, it was pretty good. Despite censorship and radio play problems, I Want Your Sex reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number three in the U.K. Yeah. So just to get into the the music, again, we're still in part one. There's yeah. another part coming. We're not even there yet. It's epic. Um, like we said, slimy. Oh, my God. Slimy Sludgy. is one word I would use to describe Squirty. It. I say slimy. squirty. Squirty. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely squirty. Flirty. Um, this something for me. That's all him. Sex is natural. Sex is fun. And everybody does it. And everybody does it. Yeah, yeah, no, we messed up. Yeah, who cares? Um, cool. There's really cool synth hits. One, you know, one, um, one. drum machine, cowbell. Very noticeable cowbell in uh-huh. this song. One on one. Um, I think at one part he, he slows down and speeds up his voice. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah. I th- yeah. He's he did every single instrument on the song. Okay. For the first part. Right. So this part's all him, and it's him playing around with his vocals for sure. There's like sped and up vocals. He does that yeah. later on in the album. And then I think I don't know if, we, if we've gotten there yet uh, when he says I am your lover. Yeah. It's like a Prince scream. It's it's oh, amazing. Oh no. Song's very Prince. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. This whole thing Channeling is, Prince. Yeah. Wait wait right here right here. I think it is. <laughs> right here right here. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, he kills it. Like, incredible. It's so. What about? Good. What do you think about that? Come on. Very wrestling. Lyrically, pretty straightforward. He's horny. He's ready. Feels like she's uh, playing games and teasing. But then the breakdown of the bridge comes in, and surprisingly, all along, it's an anthem for monogamous sex. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's the craziest part about this. Who well, says it's best when it's one on one? Yeah, sex is best when it's one on one. Yeah. Like you're thinking it's like this orgy song. Crazy sexuality, not. No, it's not. It, it's, um, it's not. What did I put here? I said, <laughs> it's not eyes wide shut stuff where where Dave would jizz in his own pants. Right. <laughs> Even though all right, pause, I would pause, jizz pause, pause. in the vagina of my lover. Right. There you go. So even though, even though the part is called lust, that's the name of this part of the song. Right. I mean, you get it though. Right. It's sex is natural. Something sex primal. is good. Not everybody does it, but everybody should. should. Sex is natural. Sex is fun. fun. Sex is best when it's one, one on, on one. one. Kind of lame. <laughs> kind of cool, though. Kind of cool, but also like, all right, you had us. We were going wild. It's the <laughs> 80s. Now you're saying tone it down one on one only? Well, he's saying go at it, though. But he's saying go but at one it, on but one on one only. He said it's best at one on one. It's his opinion. Right. But he's saying everybody, have, everybody should have sex. Yeah. <laughs> But he also says All ages. He also says I'm not your brother I'm not your father. father Okay that's another thing I said Father he figure says I'm not your father But he is your father figure Yes <laughs> <laughs> And he's gonna put that Father finger In a hole <laughs> Several holes Of your choice Um. So I wanna jump Before we jump into part two I wanna talk about the video now Cause the video is only part one Yeah Okay so Video Features Chinese American makeup artist Kathy Jung that's the woman in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he had a relationship with her mm-hmm. um, in real life. Mm-hmm. 
this was so the video was only broadcasted during late night hours on MTV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, ooh. Yeah. So, after dark. After dark. Yeah. Dan Brave presents after dark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's only part one of the song. Um, most of the video is like a close up of his face, mm-hmm. uh, various models, similar like fading in and out, like the father figure video. Mm-hmm. There's like a. I, I described it as a buffering dance segment. Like he's dancing, <laughs> but the video looks like it's buffering. Right. I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, this is a video effect of the, of the it's time. It's a video effect of the time. Right. Exactly. Um, um, he's dancing. Um, he's got this like black cardigan thing he's wearing with a white tee underneath. Uh, mostly face only shots. Lots of lingerie butt shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that in yeah. the video. Um, water on a naked body and then feet. Sexual imagery. <laughs> notes are all over the place. <laughs> So, but the big part of the video is in lipstick, writes, he writes on her in lipstick, it says, explore monogamy. Right. In, in big letters. So, that, again, the overall message of this song, sex is good, but if it's one-on-one only. Um, <laughs> um, okay, let's start the Also, next. Also wanted to say oh, that um, uh, Andy Morahan uh, directed all these videos. So, it has like a very like... Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I trying to like? It's like seamless. Yeah, they all have the same kind of imagery yes. and kind of look, Based which is really cool. I think continuity, like between yes, them all. yes, and he has a, he does the same look in a few like literally the same like outfit in a few yeah. different. Yeah, totally. They may have been uh, shot videos. on the same day. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just gonna say like, it yeah. looks like they just banged them all out. <laughs> oh, bang! Very yeah. nice choice of words. And also, Kathy Jung was his girlfriend at the time. Right, which I said. And oh, I'm sorry, you said that already. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You looked right at you were looking right at me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, continue. That's fine. No, anyway. She's the one in the video. She's the one in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Repeating sorry. facts, but Listen. we're hammering that home. Monogamy. How often are me and you doing that while Brandon's talking? <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. Um, press play. So Okay. Now we're in part two of this song. It's all one track on the album. It's essentially the same song, but with like horns. Horns, like real, real you know, horns. But, but I think? there are some some minor, some slight differences though. I think it's a full band now. It's not, right. It's, yeah. It's not electronic eighties. It's a band. Yeah. So, not, so this is rhythm two. It's called Brass and Love. Okay. <laughs> this is four minutes and thirty eight seconds. Okay. So this appears as the B side on the original seven inch single. Nice. Okay. Um, drums remain the same, but now the hits are done by brass instruments. Different. Different verse structure. The verses are different. Yeah, and, and there's just a yeah. lot of different parts. Um, the, uh, it's now this one, as opposed to fucking. This song is kind of more about making love, as opposed to fucking. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's more of a celebratory tone too. Like the other one's like very lustful. It's like yeah, kind of yeah. primal. Exactly. Exactly. Like more animalistic. This one's like yeah. it's enjoying celebratory. Right. Um, um, so, you, so you can hear it. it's more gentler here. Different verse. Um, it's more. Also, this is more about. Asking if it will ever happen, whereas part one is explaining why they should. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Ooh. This is asking. First one is telling, I guess. So, so one's like, don't you want to have sex with me? This one's saying what? This is more... Will you have sex with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lyric. I don't remember specifically, but that's a note I took a while ago when we were going to record this a month ago. Um. <laughs> it seems like it's more... Personal, yeah. Than yeah. the other one, more is like a general. This part of like, like a, a public address. This, the other one's like it's definitely leading with the id. Like this is more like thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <clears throat> exactly. Keep me yeah. guessing with a promise. I know we can come to quit. I know yeah. we can come together. But the question is, will we ever, ever? Whereas mm. the other one was more like a PSA. Yeah. About sex. <laughs> yeah. And then on one of his, one of his greatest hits, actually most of his greatest hits that he did because he put out so many of them. This part two is featured on it. Part one, he didn't put on it. He's kind what of ashamed of this song. 
Like is you, he really? Sort of. Yeah. If you like re- oh. you listen like interviews and stuff, like he's not that into this song. Part two, he likes, I think. But part one, because I think he got a lot of shit for it. Like I think, yeah. like I think. Do you think he's more critical of it too? Because he like did all the instruments himself. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You know what? I would say probably. Um, um, and then I'm also, ready. I do think it may be the most dated of the sounds. Like it's just because of the oh, yeah. in the first one. Yeah. So maybe that's oh, sure. could be it too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have notes for part three. Do you want to skip ahead to that? No, let's do that after. Yeah. You want to do that later? It's not on yeah. the album proper. It's yeah. not on the album proper. Because we will talk about it after. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you want to go to the next song? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That was uh, this is the last song inside it. one and two. Uh, okay. Uh, this is One More Try by George Michael on the album Faith. <laughs> um, Elton John of previous conversation was very jealous of this song. Mm-hmm. It feels like an Elton John really does song for sure. Yeah. So the, another one that I heard as a kid and the only thing I really remembered was the hook of Teacher. Yeah. That's it's just such a memorable little hook there. Yeah. Um, a little bit uh, looking ahead to some of the music he would make after this. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit more. For sure, yeah. Reverent and. Yeah, very gospely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really showcases his voice. Oh, this is like a moment yeah. really force, especially during the uh, the chorus. Support, yeah. Um, he does like a, a vocal trick in the chorus that's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll hear it. Yeah. But uh, always, this one reminds me of a, the, the Sinead O'Connor song. Uh, nothing was, nothing, nothing compares to you. Uh, yeah, Similar definitely. vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely kind of a precursor yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a movie where Michael Sarah is singing this? Really? There's, there's like a, there's, I don't know why it's like ingrained in my brain of like Michael Sarah like jokingly. No, not Michael Sarah. Michael I got, I got Douglas, it now, and it's not worth mentioning. It's a okay. different, different comedy. Michael Douglas, movie. accepted the movie, accepted. Okay, okay. Never, never mind. Right here, this is the trick. Okay. And he holds the like, half step. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. To, to do so good. To make that every single time you do the chorus, like that's part of the melody. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of really awesome. Yeah. Um. Just to go, to go to the lyrics of teacher, teacher, I was trying to say before, like, the power dynamics. It's like another one where there's a teacher-student type of thing. Yes. Um, as a father figure, son figure, I guess you want to say, like, a child figure. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's interesting that he does that. Um, and I think this song's about um, uh, being so, like, uh, uh, jaded with love because he never had good uh, relationships in the past, and he's just kind of contemplating himself, like, should I do this again? Like, should I give it more one more try? Like, I think is it worth it? I think it's. I think you're dead on, except that it's about not just love in general. One, the same relationship. Oh, should we get back I into it? I think it's about getting back together with the same person. Ooh. Like when, you, when you read through all the lyrics, okay, it like, makes sense. It's like I'm afraid of falling back into this situation mm-hmm. where I've gotten hurt, but let's give it one more try. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No. Um, uh, yeah. Do you think? Then, it, wait, that bass slide yeah. right there. It's oh, a great song. This song just really. So, uh, do you think? Um, also, it reminds me of the SNL ending too. The the, oh, the goodbye the theme. Yeah, yeah, it totally yeah. does. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Go ahead, because I forgot my thought. 
if anybody has anything I want to thank Alec Baldwin for you know, coming yeah. on. <laughs> Again, Steve your Martin. Trump has been amazing. Yeah. It hasn't lost steam in any way. Keep doing Trump. Thanks to Counting Crows for, I don't know, the random <laughs> for band. He is a random band, I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, thanks for doing it. Justin Timberlake, thanks for doing it again. This song has patience, even though... It, yes, yeah. oh my god. It's... I, I just love how he's sitting back on the melody. Completely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, this song definitely sounds 80s. Yes. But it doesn't really feel dated. It's kind of like Father Figure. Uh, yeah. You hear, like, the Sims and everything, but... I did not really know this one. I really I mean, didn't. I don't think I, 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 I did I either. I vague, was vaguely familiar vaguely, with it, me but too. Yeah, I, I didn't know this one, really. Um, love it, though. Yeah. Like, amazing yeah. ballad. Yeah. yeah. I love this song. Just, what you've all been saying, vocal right. performance. Faith. Do you want to... Um, George Michael, Faith, have, yeah, Faith, George Michael. Do you want to talk about the video, or do you get some more notes? Oh, that's right, the there is a video. There is a video. It, it's not that memorable, am I wrong? Mm, no, not that memorable. You're not yeah. Wrong. Brandon. I know, I don't really have any more notes. Was this your pick? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. all right. So, a video, it's empty room, light shining in through the window. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a video. Um, sheet covering furniture, mm-hmm. so it looks like an abandoned kind of thing. Um, right. He's alone, singing in the back of this room against the wall, silhouette. You don't really see his face until the second verse, which is interesting. Ooh, like more shadowy, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Just kind of him in the background. Uh-huh. Um, so opposite of Sinead O'Connor that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, no glasses. He's not. He's, he's been wearing shades in the other videos. Oh, that's he's true. Yeah, not yes. in this one. No, yeah. Um, he tries to outline a heart on the mirror, but he gives up. So he's definitely like heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> he sings into the camera for a little bit as well. No, yeah. um, but yeah, that's that's pretty. It's pretty simple. Yeah, it's not, a very not, simple. Not, it, but not it's, much going on. But it makes yeah. sense for this video. It, it, yeah, you want to do for too this much song. for this song for sure. Yeah. For just, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I think we're good for yeah. side one, huh? Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Oh wanna, yeah. You want to go to my break? End of yeah. End of side one. We've got a Dave segment here. All right. Do you want the typical song? Put on a typical song. Or yeah, why not? Put on the especially because I played the. Um, it you before. heard. We made a reference to it too before, but now it's gonna be, not George Michael at all. <laughs> it's appropriate for this uh, music video we've got. Yes. On. Oh my God, for sure. So we're so this whole time we've been watching George Michael music videos on mute in the background, and there's one right now. I don't know what song it is. I think. Well, uh, he's got a cool look right now. Okay. All right, biatches. How y'all doing? It's everybody's favorite bi-curious uh, <laughs> uh, person on this show because I'm curious about two things, fashion and gossip. That's why I'm bi-curious. I am in the, uh, I have a wife and kids, as I said before. Um, so let's talk about some of the gossip of the day. Michael, sorry, George Michael now is dead, but when he was alive, he did have a few relationships. Um, back in 83, he dated Pat Fernandez, who was a female dancer. Yes, it's a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, like, my name is Pat, a uh, unisexual name. So we don't know <laughs> just from name alone. But, yes, she was a female. And then George Michael had an encounter with Brick Shields in 85. Did you know about this? An encounter? An encounter. A close encounter <laughs> of the first kind, the penis guy, <laughs> I think. And then, as we said, Kathy Jung... Uh, yeah. Has been in a relationship uh, with George Michael around this time of the Faith album. That's who he was smooching, 
and she was a Chinese makeup artist, but also was in the video, so maybe she did makeup for the video as well, but she was a, I don't know. Hey, her zodiac sign was Leo. Uh, <laughs> so afterwards, as we know, George Michael did come out as gay, and I think gave the females a break, went directly to the males. Uh, Fadi Fawaz was someone he was in a relationship until uh, George passed, uh-huh. and his he was 41 years old, uh, Lebanese photographer. His zodiac sign is Gemini. Um, <laughs> thank you. So sunglasses were. <laughs> that was some of the gossip of the the, the relationship gossip. But fashion. Wait, we're moving on to fashion. Oh, let's get into fashion. This is my fashion voice. So sunglasses were a part of Michael's look for the Faith album. But for about a year after it was released, we saw in the videos, we saw it in the press. He wore them constantly to avoid making eye contact, though. It was like a bit of a, uh, a, 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 a defense mechanism. Um, he couldn't deal with all the interactions. He's a very shy man. As we know, George Michael was Greek. Greek life? He was never in a frat. <laughs> uh, in 2016, December 25th, we lost George Michael. And I want to say right now that... You're breaking my heart right now. Tell me this. Ooh, ooh, nobody knows this. Well, a lot of people do everybody know. Everybody knows this, yeah. That George Michael died last two Christmases ago. Right. That's pretty much all I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but that was the fashion and gossip corner. Uh, bye-bye, bitches. <laughs> all right. Great, great segment. I felt weird, like uh, doing a lot of jokes because I know he died, so I I couldn't do any f- current. Listen, we're honoring him. Listen, I couldn't do any current uh, jokes, like any current her- headlines. Fine. Like it's I could have read an obituary. <laughs> Should I do that? No, no, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're we're great. Hold on, let me see if I can find a George Michael obituary. Oh, bitch! <laughs> oh, bitchuary! <laughs> Bitch is right. All right, turn my music back up. We're going to go through the obituary for all the oh bitches out there. Headline, December 25th, 2016. Where's my fucking music? <laughs> Here's my, that's my fucking music. George Michael, dead at 53. Headline, December 25th, 2016. Former Wham! singer and massively successful soul and pop solo vocalist dies peacefully at home. George Michael, the soulful British heartthrob who became a star in the 80s, as half of Wham, (laughs) before earning critical acclaim as a solo artist, dies Sunday at his home in Goring in Oxfordshire, England. The cause of the death was heart failure, according to The Hollywood Reporter. But what do they know? Hollywood types, they're so out of touch. Michael was 53. Should I keep going? No. (laughs) Okay. No. I'll read the last paragraph. Um, hold on a second. There's a really cool picture of him in the Wham shirt. It's a tank top, all white. Um, skip, skip to the end. Skip, skip up to Lou. Okay. Michael remained confident and defiant throughout his career. I don't want any children. I don't want responsibility told time out in 2007. I am gay. I smoke weed. And I do exactly what I want in my life because of my talent. That's pretty sweet. I love that, I love that too. Um, love additional that. reporting by Corey Grow on that story. That was Rolling Stone. We love you, Michael George. <laughs> <laughs> Another Michael we love on this podcast, but for real. Yeah. Uh, 
Wake me up before you go go. You didn't wake me up when you you gone gone when you went went. Went went. Um, but uh, we miss you. I, right? Big yeah. This is great. Big I time. wish we yeah. could still hear stuff from him. There's only 53. I wish we would have gotten to see him. Yeah, that would have been a really, really good concert. Would have been to say. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what a great guy. Let's go to side two. Side two. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. We are going to <laughs> side two. All right, so here we have Hard Day by George Michael. This was my pick, Danny's pick, Stormy Dan's pick. Uh, track five now, beginning of side two. This is the third single off mm-hmm. of uh, the album. No music video for this one. Um, reached the top five in the U.S. Hot Dance Club Songs chart. And the top 40 on the U.S. hot R&B hip-hop songs chart. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe it, it's like electro-funk, kind of, the, the, this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be funky. Music-wise, um, smooth whispering vocals like we've been hearing. Um, bass line stands out the most. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, yeah, it's bass yeah. line. Yeah, really, really, really funky, really cool. Um, so, it's called Hard Day. Lyrically... Um, He's basically, he's like saying, he's like, look, I've had a really hard day. My boss is up my ass. Can we please, can we please just fuck and then I'll fall asleep? <laughs> Wait, really? That's my interpretation <laughs> of what, what he's trying to say. Look, I've had a hard day. Let's just fuck like, and, then, and then I'll go to bed. That's it. Um, so at the end, which we'll get, we'll probably get to, that's the one, number one thing I wanted to talk about at the end of this song, crazy high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's supposed to be the girl in the relationship talking, but it's definitely like his voice sped up. I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, which is so funny. Real quick, Instead of just you, getting a girl, yeah. then come on, he just sped up his voice. <laughs> Before um, you get too far, I mean, he basically wants to just fuck because he can't stand what they're saying. The first couple of lyrics are, uh, you can move your mouth forever, but the words sound just the same. Something like, bang, bang, you're dead. Can we just make love instead? Like, it's, oh, wow. It's what we do best. I've had such a hard yeah. day. Yeah. It's a wham, man, yeah. thank you, man type of thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's a bit of a problematic song. Like, well, well, I think they're in a relationship. Yeah, but... I, I think it might... Hey, it might, it might be an honest song, which is... You gotta right. appreciate yeah. it. Had this, yeah, exactly what I said. He's had this hard day, and he's looking to fuck. Um, um, but... Ooh, I like that. But we'll get to. Do you want to, do you want to skip ahead to the girl part? So actually, also you got to say he did all the instruments on this song too. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, really cool. I didn't know that. I love the vibe on this song. It, yeah, it kind of reminds cool. me of a '90s Bond. Well, it actually also says that the programs were, or the keyboards were with Chris Cameron too, because he worked on all of the keyboard stuff on the album. It says all instruments. On Hard Day, no? Uh, well, I think he played, but it, so like bass, George oh, so Michael, someone... and Dion Estes. Oh, okay. I think he, I think that's the type of stuff happens when he like records a pass and right. then someone re like records it in like a. Why would he? Why would they make it a note on the the thing then? I don't. Know. This is on the the uh, the all music like oh. credits. You sure that he didn't do programming on other songs? This is for this song. Oh, yeah. I think that's the case. I think oh. I think how that gets credited in the studio is if he records a part and then another player comes in and embellishes it, that they get they both get credit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I thought he did all the instruments. <laughs> Wait, why would they make that a thing? Like all instruments on "I Want Your Sex" Part One and "Hard Day," and then most instruments on "Monkey." Because I think he's still. I, th- I think it's like, oh, you you got this verse, I got that verse. Like, 
I think they just they both do stuff. Okay, fair enough. Like he still did play all the instruments, but they're I mean they're there are four people credited on keyboards for this. Song. Oh, interesting. All right. Okay. Sorry. This part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely saying sweet little boy with the big yeah. So yeah, he's the girl in the relationship. Right. But it's just his voice better. <laughs> um, she says. I think she's about to say it. She says, um, don't worry, right there. Don't worry, I'll never bring you down. So she, 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 she's in. She's in. Mm. I know you've had a hard day. We're going to fuck. I want to fuck too. <laughs> so, yeah. You guys got any more for this song or you want to move on? Uh, this one was one of the ones that when I was first kind of getting into it that I I kind of thought was skippable, but yeah. I've grown to like it a oh, lot Oh, it's really more. cool. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, first time through... I'm like, okay, it's growing on me. Yeah, it, it, oh, for, it, yeah. It's I'm, cool. t- I'm totally into it now. This, I definitely didn't um, know it. I really didn't know this one. Yeah, me like, neither. Like, no, at all. I didn't know that song. You want to do a pause, or you want to just go? Oh, I, I thought we were going right into it. Uh, was anything there anything else? else? Maybe, maybe we should just go right I into we, it. We can move on. Yeah, that's, okay, all, that's yeah. all. I got for that song. Good song. Really good song. Okay, this is hand to mouth. Um, this was Dave's bit. This yeah. is mine. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Track six. this is a song I think Brandon did show this show this to me. Yeah. Um, which is cool because this is definitely a song that I immediately uh, took. I forgot what it sounded like completely, but I remember liking it when you showed it to me. Mm-hmm. And so revisiting it when we did this album, immediately like was drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like swirling kind of like guitar part in the beginning. It's like very hypnotizing, very mysterious. I love that vibe. Again, this might be the most hushed song on the album that's still driving. Right. Uh, got almost like a slight, it's not bossa nova, but it's got something similar to like a bossa nova type of feel to it. Yeah. Um, now, I think the song is like political, but still pretty uh, ambiguous. Uh, he talks about America. Some people think it's about Margaret Thatcher uh, and the economy at the time. Um Actually, have a fan interpretation, a general comment okay. from uh, <laughs> from Monkey Business on May 15, 2018. The lyrics are a bit obscure, but there seems to be an underlying political message. George Michael has said that although Britain has improved its economy, Margaret Thatcher wanted to turn the country into a little America. So one could assume that the big white lady equals M, Thatcher, the big white doorstep equals the White House, and the powers that be equal Ronald Reagan. Mm. Seems like a very astute observation. I yeah. mean, interpretation for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't really understand the lyrics because it's. I'm sure it's, it makes more sense if you're if you're British too. But right here, that that little. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, I there's a lot of songs that do that. And I immediately love it off the back. I don't know what that's even called. Like, what, what would you call that? It's just kind of like a I don't know, like a, a riff that just loops. Like, I love I that. It's, it's like, like a, a vibe. swirling. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, the lyrics are kind of tricky because there are these parts where it's like everybody talks about the new generation, jump on the wagon, or they'll leave you behind. So where it's more like that, but then it's there's a big lady on the white doorstep, and right. it's more personal. So it is a little. Um, a little tricky to figure out. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, Dan, what do you what do you got on this one? Um, I love the vibe. I, yeah. Again, like, again, just get, continuing the trend of this album, where I'm just obsessed with the vibe. I didn't lyrically, I didn't really pay attention much. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I got it, kind of again, it got lost on me as well. Yeah. Um, this is another one that definitely grew on me. I think first listen, I was yeah, like. I was kind of like, this is pretty cool, but then... It's a subtler song, though. Yeah, it's a subtle song, and then just this, the, the chorus, it, it just it just gets stuck in your head, and it's so great. Well, so... Like, I, I love it. 
this is a structurally a little bit weird song because yeah. the hand-to-mouth part is what you would call, I guess, the refrain. Right. Uh, and this is the like a chorus. Well, this is a, I, but it's like a bridge. It's more of a bridge. It's it really is more of a bridge. And bridges are, are not technically supposed to repeat. So right. So like structurally, it's functioning as a chorus, but right. it doesn't sound as a chorus. It's definitely like a. It's like a post- people used to call it middle eight or yeah bridge. I guess it's but because it's repeated twice, it's not really. But it's, it's definitely not the chorus. Hand to mouth is it? But it keeps that keeps the same as that chord progression as the as verse, the verse right? which yeah. is why that would be labeled as a refrain. Right. Oh, so refrain. That makes sense. Okay. A refrain. So that's why structurally it's a weird song. Now, when I was first drawn to this album mm-hmm. uh, in t- 2012, this was a big standout for me. This one has gone down for me. Interesting. Okay. Because I realized I love the vibe and I love the the verse, uh-huh. but the believe in the gods of them, like, yeah. that part kind of loses me. Like interesting. It's, it's okay. fine, but I. It takes the song. I like the vibe, kind of like what we say sometimes about Phil Collins. Yeah, I love the vibe a little yeah, bit more than the, the song. song. Yeah, I am. I wouldn't say that for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely love this one. Um, but de- okay, I'm not gonna give it away. But yeah. this is one of my favorite vibes on the album for sure. Yeah, very um, cool song. And I love this. The is when Sting comes back. What? Hand to mouth. Hand to mouth. <laughs> that we're gonna all do it, but no. <laughs> Hand to mouth, 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 hand to mouth. All right, great. Hand a mouth. Speaking of hands, look at them. Look at your hands. Brandon, your pick? Yeah, so this is... Track seven? Look at your hands. This one was the one that was co-written with David Austin, who was his best friend. Uh, I bet you Andrew Ridgely loves that. Yeah, Ridgely's probably pissed about that. <laughs> Speaking of pissed, George Michael's pissed in this song. Yeah. I thought we were going to the bathroom incident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's uh, past this. Yeah, he's very bitter in this one. Uh, yes. But what's funny is he's kind of in the wrong because he's sleeping with another man's woman. Really? Yeah, it's like, um, it's not fair, I still want you at night. No, 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 lady, look at your hands. You got two fat children and a drunken man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, Shit. I love how snarky. Yeah. Here. Look at your hands. Definitely the, the most rocking oh song on the album. Yeah, yeah, for now, sure. Uh, so this one always kind of reminded me of like Dire Straits in a weird way. Cause yes, like, yeah, like 80s that, like, rock, that yeah. plucky guitar, yeah. which has grown on me more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a little silly, but I like I like how yeah. he's like leaning into it. Yeah, me too. I enjoy it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't. You don't enjoy the song at all? No, no, no. I, I, I don't dislike it. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't fit. I, I, I will say that it yeah, is the I, most... Stand out in terms of like vibe because it's yeah yeah it, it, he, he um, loses me a little bit on this one um, just because the vibe just feels it's just it's an outlier in terms of the vibe it is for, for, definitely for, the most the outlier the track not necessarily a really bad thing you know you, yeah you know, it's kind of what the album's doing it's in a number of different areas but this one is different it's very different it reminds me of um I would not enjoy an album that was only this kind of stuff yeah I agree with <laughs> no. that. yeah uh, it reminds me of like a Eurythmics uh when they rock out yeah it it's only it sounds like eighties rock like it's definitely sound like seventies nineties or anything it's like mid eighties rock, rock. Yeah. um so it's like very soulful kind of like almost like a Tina Turner and Ike I, Tina and Ike Turner type of thing yeah it's like oh. definitely linked to like R and B but has a prominent guitar I I just. Uh, yeah, I, I like 
I like his attitude on it. Yeah. I, like, I, I would like to hear maybe a live version and see how it yeah, sounded. Yeah, True. yeah. I, can, I feel like yeah. that would be, a, it'd be a more interesting live song, for sure. I, I was trying to look at some of the ones, like when I was looking at the album and revisiting it, I was trying to be like, okay, like kind of what we said about Hard Day, reevaluate mm. them based on my initial instinct. Right. And I was so turned off by the production on this song. Yeah, it definitely stands out, yeah. too. But especially if you go, like, you compare it to, like, Faith. Faith, right. Right. Yeah. But I wound up, but I like the song a lot. Yeah. I like, I like this, the bridge. I parts. definitely like this part the most. Um, and Same. I like, yeah. I like the attitude. So it's, 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 it's grown up. It's, me, trying to, it's, it's definitely not a, uh, it's not a standout. It's not a standout, but it's also not like a misstep. Right. Um, anything else you have on this one or? No, not really. No. I, I just, I like, I only really wanted to point out the, um, the piano solo here, right? The um, the lyrics because I like that. I wonder if like this him working with a different artist. I'm sorry, working with a different songwriter on this one too. Like makes it stand out so much too in terms of oh, like sure. yeah 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 because yeah, it's a little bit out of the style. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think you know what's interesting? It's just like like there's so much reverb around it and it feels like distant. Well, everyone sounds very clean. Like even Hard Day sounds like a lot cleaner. It yes. sounds 80s as hell, but like. It's just because of the synth. It's not because of the production style. Yeah. I think it's the least memorable, too. If I yeah. had to pick, least memorable. I think it is this one. Um, Listen, I'm not trying to give too much away. It's fine. <laughs> uh, right, I think we can move on. Move on, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> yes. This is a jam. Yeah. Uh, Monkey. Dave's pick that I allowed him to pick. You gave it to me. In this the, was a lot. Yeah. It came down to this. Gifted. This is a gift, actually, from Dan. What's my other one? This or Kissing a Fool, and I chose Kissing a Fool. Didn't know either song, really. And Monkey felt like a title that would be more appropriate uh, for Dave to pick, and <laughs> and I'm jealous now because it's an awesome song. Go ahead. Um, so this song, I think, is commonly thought to be about uh, someone being in love or being in a relationship with someone who has a, a drug addiction, the monkey that's always on the back. Do you love your monkey or do you love me? Oh, wow. Do you love your addiction you have? Right. Or do you love me? Because, like, he's obviously obsessed. I mean, not obsessed. Like, they have a problem. But um, it's a monkey on your back is generally uh, a, a euphemism for being addicted to heroin. Oh, wow. Um, but some people think it's a nut. So here's some general comments on songmeanings.com. One person thinks, correction to all. This song is about AIDS. As we know, AIDS came from monkeys. Song means song meaning must be to wear condoms. Don't think so. Because um, you don't love the, your AIDS. <laughs> I think he's just using the yeah. drug metaphor, but for love, like for the, a person. Like I think so you don't think it actually is about drugs. No, I don't think so. But what is like? Do you love your monkey or do you love me? What does that mean then? L- literal, literal. <laughs> um, Michael, like what does he love over over the person? I think, or he's, maybe, or maybe the lover loves drugs. That's what I'm, say, that's oh, what I'm you, saying. I you're saying he. No, no, oh, I'm saying I'm he's sorry. in a relationship with someone who's addicted. I got you. Okay. Like do you. Sorry. Clearly, they have something else. Yeah. 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 Like clearly, they are preoccupied with something else, which is right. Is is called a monkey in this song. Yeah. But there's something like kind of monkey esque in this song too. It's like also yeah. he uses like real like uh, gorilla sound effects and stuff like that in the song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's also got like a. I don't know. It's like kind of a, a, a jungle groove to it yeah, or something. It's, it's one of the most fun. On the it's album. definitely more. Yeah, it's fun. Maybe, maybe, the, not, maybe not lyrically, but definitely right. like it feels the like. The vibe, yeah. 
Yes. Um, arguably the most fun uh, on the album. It's, it's great. So um, as we know that uh, uh, on the board bills, this song hit number one, but the remix actually hit number one. Uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis I was just gonna say. Did, yeah. did the remix. Uh, Michael loved their nasty remix because he's into chords, but whenever you put chords on something, it takes the funk out of it. But somehow Jam and Lewis were still able to keep nasty, funky, but still have cool chords in it, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael told the pair that he envisioned Monkey more melodic with chords, but he was on a deadline when recording it, so he didn't have time to do it. Jam and Lewis completely reworked the song, even getting Michael to re-record the vocals. As we heard, there's like an additional hook. Like so, that's like something they they added on with George Michael. And that's in the video. I'm pretty. That's sure. the so the song. Yeah, that's the one I yeah. hit number one. So yes, yeah. The video version is is the Jimmy Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis right. remix. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, another quote is there are some as he would call them. This is a quote from Jimmy Jam. There are some as he would call them dodgy notes on there, but it doesn't matter. It's what the track is doing, and I think it sounds good. Uh, George Michael is very talented. Not only as a vocalist, but his conceptual ideas are great. He knows how he wants some things to sound. So some praise for for George. Um, do you want to pull up the? Can you pull up the remix at all? Or uh, yeah, I just wanted to read some of the credits things because um, yes. So the the girl, one of the girls that sings background vocals on the whole album, but this song too, Shirley. Yeah. Um, she mostly is credited to George Michael and Rick Astley. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the other musicians credited on this song like even the other ones that played on the album it's hard to find information like the guy that yeah. played guitar on this like I can't I couldn't find much stuff oh very definitive guitar line yeah love it very plucky yeah um, uh, yeah I didn't want to give anything away okay cool yeah uh, yeah pull up the if you can pull up the remix just so we can hear like the intro because it definitely is like it's an, I don't know we can talk about what do you do you like the intro? Uh, sorry, do you like the uh, remix more than the this version, or do you like? No, uh, not necessarily. It, the remix definitely grew on me when I first yeah. heard. Like, is it on Spotify? It should be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it might be on Faith Special Edition. Like one. Yeah. Of the, one, it's one of the random. There's like a different Faith that's on Spotify. Um, it, they definitely do like add some like, um, like minory chord sounding like synths. Uh, if you can't find it, it's okay. But like, it's definitely. It's markedly different, so it's definitely interesting that he maybe it's like closer to something he envisioned. Uh, so I, I think it's interesting that like a completely different remix. I haven't really heard that. Uh, I don't think there's been a lot of remixes that hit number Here one at that point until now. No, probably not until this point. Nice. <laughs> and oh, we should talk about the video a bit too. Yeah. Um, so it's this. This is the version, right? I don't think it's the entire version. I think it's like a mix of both, maybe, in the Is video. Um, this doesn't sound like it. No. It says Jam and Lewis Remix Remastered. Oh, maybe it is it. No? It's like new shit on it. Yeah, it's a long one. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Listen. Is the seven inch remastered it, too? I don't know. This Here. sounds like it's... This is the seven inch edit remastered. You know? It sounds like this might be more it. I'm sorry, is this the same song? I can't tell into the chorus, honestly. The So listen, the video, it's the different vocal part in the beginning 
It's cutting between him and black suspenders in an Amish hat. He's wearing like yeah. his Amish hat and suspenders, uh, and it's concert footage. That's pretty much the video. That's the first. It's like the first video where like you really see him like dancing a lot. Yeah, he's da- he's doing some fun moves. Actually, yeah. it's um, choreographed by Paul Abdul. Okay, which is interesting. I don't. Yeah. I feel like he. It's not. Really, I don't know if this is a remix or not, but it's not. Um, well, either way, we shouldn't dwell. Who cares? Yeah, yeah it, like, it's, like, it's not that important. But um, he um. He's like running a lot back and forth on the stage. Yeah, that's the extent of the choreography. <laughs> and occasionally he'll stop and he'll like move his arms a little bit. Like his dancing is pretty funny. It's, like, it's it is a funny video because like not it, this great. It dancer. feels like a, a second um like idea like an afterthought type of idea for a video. Yeah, uh, compared to um Faith and um Father Figure that have very striking videos. Like this is definitely thrown together really quickly. I was throwing some live footage and it's like maybe an hour they had with Michael just wearing suspenders and dancing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an it's an entertaining at all all the same. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the final track. All right. Um, this is my pick um, instead of Monkey, which I regret. <laughs> um, no, but this is this is good for a different reason. So this is Kissing a Fool, um, track nine. Um, so I don't remember. Did our Grammys episode make it out or no? No. When we talked about the Grammys. No. All right. So. No. Yes, it did. Not oh, the Grammys. Grammys, yes. Th- yes, I'm sorry. The Oscars didn't. Yeah. The Oscars didn't. That's yeah. right. So, hope you listen to that episode because in one phrase, how do I feel about this song? Save it for the Tonys. Ken's <laughs> <laughs> um, <Dan's> catchphrase. <laughs> no, that's kind of the vibe of this song. It's, right? Would you, would you, would you agree More with More theatrical. Me? Yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. theatrical, like yeah. kind of musical ballad-ish. Um this was released as a single November 21st of 88. Uh, it's the seventh and final single from this album. And um, didn't chart as high at all. Right. <laughs> uh, the least commercially successful. Uh, made, which, is, which makes sense. Yeah. It made number 18 on the UK singles chart, number five on the Billboard Hot 100, so bigger than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, number one. Oh, on the, five? Yeah. On the hot, oh, that's, on so that's, yeah, that's yeah. huge. Number one of the hot adult contemporary tracks that nice. chart, which is a, tr- a, tr- a chart we need to explore. Oh, uh, we yeah, would hot be. Hot adult contemporary. Yeah, we should definitely. Um, so, Kissing a Fool was the working title for the album, actually. Okay. Um, it was later renamed to Faith. Uh, let's see. Anything else here? Yeah. So, vocals were recorded in one take. Really? Yeah, one take. He nailed it. Yeah, the definitely also like a vocal standout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right there. If anything, it's a, yeah, you know? Um, it's a ballad with minimal instrumentation. It really, you know, just kind of yeah. straightforward ballad. Um, jazz feel, uh, piano, guitar, bass, drums, and a, and a brass section, too. A little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it's written about, lyrically, his insecurities as a soulmate and partner because of the baggage and reputation he came with. Uh, regarded as one of his most accessible and honest record- recordings. Yeah, I can see yeah. it's not, it's timeless and obviously, well, yeah. in terms of it sounds like it's from the 50s, but like, yeah, um, it's something you can show your uh, grandma and she'd be, she'd be really into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a deeply personal song. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, you get to, he's definitely telling like a personal story. Um, um, he's speaking to someone he loves and feels that uh, that person is listening to others saying that you shouldn't be with George. Basically, yeah. Basically. Um, that's, that, that's why I took away from it. So, um, like, um, and it, it ends the album on uh, a sadder note. It's an interesting choice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A 
quieter note. Yeah. I feel like most of the uh, albums we've done ends on like a quieter note, like mm-hmm. a more like uh, low low key, slower tempo tempo. It actually reminds me a lot of the uh, the, the what's the last song on the Billy Joel album we covered? Uh, where's the orchestra? Yeah, it's got a similar oh, vibe. Yeah. That's very jazzy. Definitely. Like Def, that's thing. a good comparison. Nine yeah. songs. Like yeah, like yeah. it's just like. And also, I guess you can say, uh, what's a Janet Jackson song? Let's wait a while. Yeah. No, no. Um, oh, the other funny, one is last. Funny yeah, how time flies. Yeah. Jazzy and like really like smooth, like low key. But um, and this was I also. Enjo- yeah. I enjoy it from a, a in a in a different respect to the other songs. Like I don't. Yeah. Re- to me, like I, when I think of this album, I never think of his song no. really. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. It's stuff I like, it, you know, like for sure. Vocally, it's great. Yeah, it's definitely got a classic uh, structure. It could have been tagged onto the end of every album, though. Yeah, no, so, no, no. Yeah, but it even though "Look at Your Hand" stands out, this one stands out maybe the most, maybe more, just True. because it's so different. But True. Um. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Um, it was eventually covered by Michael Bublé. He covered it. Which, makes sense. Which makes too, yeah. too much sense. Makes too much sense. Too much on sense. the nose there, Mike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Mike's. <laughs> so, um, if we were, you guys ready to move on from this song? Yeah. Can we go to part three of I Want Your It's sex? ending right now, anyway. A last request, A right? A last request, yeah. So, even if you um, bought the CD, it still ends on a pretty low-key note. But this sounds like more in vibe with the rest of the album. Right. Yeah. So this, uh, this is, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about this. So, um, uh, Uh, are you (laughs) out of order? Um, okay. So this is rhythm three of, I want your sex called a last request, three (laughs) minutes, 48 seconds. So it's track 10 on the 2011 remastered version of the album. Um, all three parts together of I Want Your Sex are called the monogamy mix. They're called the monogamy mix. Yes, yes. When you combine all three together. <laughs> um, it's slowed down version from of what we've heard with the right. other two parts. It's slowed down, smooth jazz elements. Lyrically, a little rapey. If you, if you listen Is to it? Song, okay. A little rapey. So basically, um, he says, time for bed, so I sit and wait for that gin and tonic to go to your head. I know it's a devious plan, but it's the only way that I know to get those big bad car keys out of your hand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not okay. <laughs> Not okay, George. Not okay, George. Not okay, George. I'm sorry. Yikes. Should've, Yikes. should've kept it at two parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, lyrically. This is the part. <laughs> l- l- lyrically. This is the part yeah. that you recorded in a bathroom, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's questionable to say the least. Uh, Music-wise, it's just... I, I like it though. Yeah, I do like. I really it. like it a I know, lot. I like. The, I like the music. I, I do. It's like this slow down kind of jazzy. It's vibe. got the um, smooth jazz, sexual healing drum machine. Yeah. Loop. Yep. And a nice like little synth. Still over. has the cowbell from the first two. From yeah. The uh, first two parts. Is it of similar in, in chord structure? I don't really think so. Right? I don't know. Like, I did. I probably don't think Actually, so. Actually, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. We have to analyze it. Yeah. Um. We can end it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to talk too much more about this one. It's 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 a bonus track anyway, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it that was a little bonus conversation. It was a part of the <laughs> one of one of the singles had all three parts on it. That's cool. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yep. So that was faith. What do you guys think? That's faith. It's faith. Um. 
No, honestly, first time I ever heard it uh, was for his podcast, as I said. Really love that album. Really, really love it. Very impressed. Uh, completely changed my thoughts and opinions of how amazing George Michael is as a singular artist. Yeah, totally. I, I'm so, so happy that I won uh, in, 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 in control <laughs> and I got to nominate this album. I don't regret it for a second. It's very cool. It just... We keep using the word vibe, but that's fine. That's just what I love about it. I, I, lo- I love the vibe, and it um, makes sense for our podcast. Like this yeah. is totally in line with the other things we've been doing. So, yeah, it's definitely a Dan and Brave presents essential. Definitely. Now, um, I'm pretty sure you're going to give us a, a little bit of a tour. Yeah. So this is a um, tour of tours. Okay. <laughs> So uh, this is your tour guide, Danny, a.k.a. Storm, Stormy Daniels. Um, and uh, this is uh, going to talk about the um, Faith World Tour for a little bit. So as we start our tour, um, we're playing a uh, lounge cover of uh, Faith. Um, this is a lounge cover? It's, uh, we, yeah, I guess. It sounds like a safari cover. I was just going to say, it sounds like a jungle. Well, either way, that's supposed to be more tour. tour, yeah. Perfect for a tour. Yeah, it's from an album called Cover Lounge Hits by Jason Gallagher. Um, okay. Um, Faith World Tour was massive, huge. It, it was big. Um, four legs of the tour went from February 19th, 1988 to July 6th of 89. Uh-huh. Big tour. 137 shows. Uh-huh. Okay. 63 in Europe, 46 in North America, 18 in Australia, eight in Asia, two in Hawaii, one in New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, first show was in Tokyo's Budokan Stadium. Um, listening to the song, it's so fun. Uh, final show was in Barcelona, uh, Spain. Uh, he performed songs, obviously, from Faith, various Wham hits, and he did a few covers. Uh, tour, as you touched on with Monkey Dave, choreographed by Paul Abdul. Um, and again, from what I saw from the Monkey video and from other, I watched some other tour clips. It's mostly him running across the stage a lot <laughs> and then shaking his ass. A lot of ass shaking. Nice. Um, I didn't see any backup dancers at any point. I think it's really just Just him up a there. band, uh... yeah. just a band and him. Um, yes, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this um, tour. Um, hey, Mom, look, there's a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, the safari aspect. What are what are animals would you see in, on the Faith uh, Safari? Giraffe. Giraffe? Yeah. Gir- why a giraffe? Because, uh, like, models are tall. <laughs> sure. And gazelle, maybe, because it's the most beautiful, uh, fuckable um, animal of the, the whole kingdom. You heard it here first. Gazelle's the most fuckable animal. Okay. It's the most that would make you flip to bestiality, wouldn't you say? <laughs> no. Um. Danny, wouldn't you specifically say... All right, so I've got uh, one more segment here before we get into our is final there segment? And, and our rankings. Yep. What is this one? Did he win the Grammy? All right. Okay, so this is uh, I just want to discuss his uh, Grammy um, awards that he won for uh, this album. So um, this is uh, Grammys by Drake. Um, so 31st annual Grammy Awards hosted by Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, Faith won album of the year, as Dave said at the beginning of the show. Went up against Bobby McFerrin, Simple Pleasures. Steve Winwood rolled with it. 
Sting, Nothing Like the Sun, and Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman. Heavy hitters, and he beat them all. Yeah. Pretty, pretty this cool. This is probably the better album. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I think so. The best man won. Um, nominated the song Father Figure, nominated for best pop vocal performance for a male. Mm-hmm. Lost to Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Right. That's okay. That's okay. That, that's okay. <laughs> um, also went up against... Phil Collins, A Groovy Kind of Love, Sting, Be Still My Beating Heart, and Steve Winwood, Roll With It. Wow, okay. Yeah. So that was Best Pop Vocal Performance for Male nomination. And um, this has been um, Danny's Grammys. <laughs> Danny's Grammys. <laughs> um, all right. That's, uh, I think it's love time. Love it. I think it's time for Famous yeah. Rankings. Great. A little louder. Um, such a hard right. time with this ranking too. Are you ready with the the chart? Everything? Yeah. Okay. Nine songs, all together. My heart is racing. Danny Stormy Daniels. Really? I just I haven't made some of my decisions. Oh, and let's say what our picks were just one more time for the listeners. So I picked for this album. My choices were. I don't remember. <laughs> let's just go. Not because, just rank them. All right. So you're number nine. Number nine. For one point. Look at your hands. Wow. Yep. That's a lying pick. It's not. Uh, My number nine is Kissing a Fool. Okay. Okay. Ready for me? Yeah. My number nine pick is Look at Your Hands. Wow. Guess I'm not going to win this one. Danny's Stormy Daniel pick number eight for two points. Kissing a fool. Okay. My number eight pick is Hard Day. Okay. This is Davey. My number eight pick is Kissing a Fool. so nervous right now I'm like <laughs> truly going on the fly number seven for three points I'm in the three point round my ranking one more try that's Danny <laughs> is, it, is it Brandy now yeah okay um, my number seven for three points just look at your hands. Okay, right. this is kind of crazy. My number seven pick is I Want Your Sex. God. Unbelievable. Okay. Number, hey. number six. Four points. Danny. Hard day. Okay. My number... Six uh-huh. for four points is hand to mouth. Okay, this is number six, right? Yep. My number six is Danny. I'm so sorry. Hard day. I put it there too. Yeah, it's damn. Yeah. It's yeah, that's fine. It's a tough one. Um, so is hard day eliminated yet? Yeah. Okay, our day is out. All right, that's fine. Uh, 
number five for five points. Danny, hand to mouth. My number five for five points is Monkey. My number five is, this is Dave, by the way. I'm, I'm still on the fly. I'm making a real hard decision right now. I guess I have to go for Father Figure 5. Damn it, this is hard. A lot of mistakes Dave is making already. <laughs> um, so it happens when you go on the fly for something like this. Okay, number four. Danny, <laughs> for six points, right? Faith. My number four for six points is Faith. Nice. This is four? Yep. My number four is is Monkey. Okay. Number three. Guys, we're almost there. Number three for seven points. Danny. Monkey. My number three for seven points is I Want Your Sex. I, I, I came in last. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Davey here. My number... Hold on. My number three, Davey. Is it three? Yeah. Okay. Seven My points. number three is One More Try. Damn. Number two for Danny. Stormy Daniels. Eight points. I want your sex. Parts one and two. My number two for eight points. Sorry, I totally got confused. Is one more try. My number two, this is Dave, is Faith. I honestly have no idea what like how it's gonna shake out. I I'm so I'm like shaking right now. Too, I'm it, very, could be, it could be from like the vodka Red Bull. <laughs> this is the most exciting oh, yeah, thing I've by done. By the way, we are drinking vodka Red yeah. Bull. This is the most exciting thing we have done on the podcast. It's All like right, we're, we're at number one. Yeah, yeah. Number one, nine points, baby, for Danny. No contest, father figure. Really? No contest. It's not even close. Okay. It really wasn't close. For Same me. for me. It wasn't it's, close for it me. It is. Far it's not and close. Away. Uh, it is. No. Okay. I had a hard time with the rest of the list. That yeah. was. So I I love the vibe way too much. Wait, yeah, what's up? I think I fucked something up. What'd you do? Focus. I knew the vodka Red Bulls were a bad idea. No, you didn't. We were all like very no. on board for that. No, <laughs> actually, I think we're it's gonna a idea. pause right now. Really? All right. Because well, the song just ended anyway. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Okay, we are back. I'm sorry. I put Dave's score for a song in my column. We had some technical difficulties, but we're back. Dan just ranked Father Figure as his number one with nine points. Mm-hmm. I also ranked Father Figure at number one with nine points. And my number one is Hand to Mouth. Wow. wow. Whoa. Absolutely love that song. I didn't want to gush over it before, but I, I think it's like... That's he instantly loved it. It was... No, nah, I can't even say it was my favorite discovery on this album. Monkey, Inter- was, my, Monkey was my Interesting. favorite discovery. No, that's fair. Yeah. I think it's uniquely... Like towards my taste for whatever reason. It's awesome. Yeah, the, the vibe is yeah is amazing. 
Um, so I think we're going to take another break while Brandon calculates, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> another quick break. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All, All right. I will say, I loved every single song on this album. It was very hard. Yeah. But I had a clear number nine, which was um, Look At Your Hands. Same. Just because it, uh, yeah. it felt that different from the rest of the album. Yeah. I don't think it's bad in any way, but and not too interested in I it. Th- and like as different as Kissing a Fool is, just it, the, fact like that it it, the fact that it's a great vocal performance yeah. and it's a ballad. It's a nice vibe. I'm never going to like hate on a ballad by George Michael. No. Ever. ever. Like, he's too good. Yeah. Like his vocal stylings are incredible. Yeah. Um, but we'll take a break. No, we don't, we don't need to take a break. Oh, we're, we're, we're good to go. So at yeah. this point, should we say our, our nominees? Yeah, let, let's do that real quick. So, Dave, what were your um, just to re- uh, remind the listeners? What were your picks dra- that you drafted on this album? Okay, I drafted Hand to Mouth, Faith, and Monkey. Okay, this is Danny. I drafted I Want Your Sex, Hard Day, and Kissing a Fool. Right. And I drafted uh, Father Figure, One More Try, Look at Your Hands. So. Based on those picks, they are each awarded a certain amount of points based on our individual rankings. Brandon has calculated how many points each song gets and is going to run through those rankings right now. And whoever, basically, whoever's picks that they drafted score the highest amount of points, they get to choose the next album that we mm-hmm. do next Yep. Time. It's a flawless system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right. ahead, the Brandon. scores went 56, 46, 33. Oh, wow. What is it again? I'm sorry. 56, 46, 33. Oh, so there's a big disparity there. About 10 points. Yeah. Um, coming in last place is Dan. Yeah, definitely. That's fine. Uh, Kissing a Fool, 5. Hard Day, 10. I Want Your Sex, 18. Okay. I, I Want Your Sex just wasn't high enough for you guys. Which yeah. is fine. That's fine. Um, Dave? Yeah. Number two. I got my wish. You won. Oh my wow. god! Wow. It w- it wasn't close because really Dave, because what, because what, of what did monkey. Dave have again? I think I'm, all my songs are pretty high ranked. Yeah, faith, I, I put monkey very faith high. Faith twenty, monkey eighteen, hand to mouth eighteen. Faith. What killed me for me was look at your hands. I thought Brandon would win because we both put father figure number one. Well, you screwed me because of one more try because you ranked that so low. I put it number seven. Yeah. 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 So thanks, Dan. Okay, so now. Do we want? How do we want to do this now? Do we want to say what our nominees were? I'll tell you some of where some of my thinking was, but okay. I, I'm glad. I'm, I, I'm I'm really glad because um, <laughs> I'm so nervous right now to tell you what my my thing is. It's fine. So, I, <laughs> so one realm I was gonna go was Outcast Equimini, but it may not be fun to do because uh-huh. it's like good and serious. For the listeners, what we agreed on is we've been doing a lot of 80s yeah. albums. We're in the board bills. Uh-huh. We're about to shift into the 90s. So with the albums, we're going to shift into the 90s for a little bit as yeah. well. Yeah. That's kind of what we agreed on okay. for our album nominees. What else, Brandon? Another album that I was considering is Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. Oh, oh wow. my God. That would have been so interesting. That would have been really interesting. It's 12 yeah. songs. Yeah. I know that album inside and out, and it is pretty close to perfect as a pop album. Okay. Wow, cool. It's really good. I've I've heard you talk about it before, so I'm definitely intrigued. And obviously, I know the big And I, I know you guys will love it. Um, like, the rest of the album is uh-huh, great. So uh-huh. that's kind of why I wanted to win. So my nominee, and it's... I said <laughs> Dave this, is stressing the fuck out. I said this already to these guys, what direction I want to go in for this show. 
I think we should go full adult contemporary, yeah. that type of vibe. So my nominee was Sting, 10 Summoner's Tales. Okay. Huge album for him. I listened to it recently. It's insane. Uh, it, 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 it opens up with um, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You and, fields, and fields of Gold. And then it, 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 musically, it's like brilliant. Like it's got, it's, yeah. it does all kinds of different type signatures and shit. Anyway, what album are we doing next, Dave? All you right. Look really nervous. It might get rejected, actually. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. Because it, it kind of bended the rules for sure. Yeah, did you go back to the 80s? It's 89. I, that's, oh. I, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, and also, <laughs> it's an artist we already done. It's an artist we've already done. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. If it's what I think it is, I'm fired up. If it's what I think it is. It's Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation. Oh, my God. And the reason I picked it was because, okay, I had my own personal criteria. I know we're looking towards the 90s. The draft, I just want to say really quickly, the draft for this album is going to be a problem. Well, I have a reason, I can, I know how to fix it. Okay, okay. Okay. Because that that was my first issue. So let me explain real quick. All right. So it's 89. It came out in September of 89. Yeah. Now, three of his songs charted at at number one in the 90s. We're going to cover them in the 90s. 1991. I was trying to pick songs from like the first two years, sorry, albums from the first two years that were important to like the pop cult, like to they were all high ranking albums. Yeah. Uh, songs that we would cover in the charts, because um, it was kind of like what we've been doing, like yeah. these huge pop artists. And I'm glad you guys are doing something different, but to me, like it felt like it fit more into like what we've been doing. Sure. So yeah, it's gonna be a little fucky, but we're, we're gonna love the album anyway. Say the, um, say the full album title because it's, it's called Janet yeah. Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. I just listened to this entire thing, Dave. I'm just going to say it right now. I, I, I was obsessed with this album. Okay, the sound is so fucking awesome. It's really good. It's a really good. I'm album. a little nervous just because we did a control kind of recently, but I think there's been enough distance. Well, it won't really be an issue. We could always put it out a little bit later. It's fine. Uh, it's is this fine. okay with you, Brandon? Uh yeah, it's fine. I mean, I yeah, certainly we both would <laughs> have liked got into it. We certainly... No, no, I love the album. Uh, I just think we shouldn't put it close to when we're talking because I don't want to get into the same situation that we did with George Michael, where we're, we don't talk about the songs on the board bills. Exactly. Well, I kind of like that. It's like, like we save it's it together. I, to me, I, I kind of like that. It's like I have no, in. I have no problem because one of my choices was going to be Velvet Rope. Okay, yeah, and I think Janet Jackson is one of the big artists of that we. It's yeah. Listen, this album listen, deserves it's a okay. Jackson family. I'm sorry. Podcast. It's a Jackson family podcast. No, I have no problem with. I'm just. Right. I'm looking up the songs. All right. Time. I'm a little nervous, but okay. I'm excited, Dave, uh, and I already know what I want to draft. So now the thing about this album that's a little tricky because there's a lot of interludes. Interludes. That's the problem. Yeah. So a when bunch you look. So yeah. when you look at the album, there's like how many tracks? You, you got it pulled up. It's like tw- twenty. Twenty. Yeah. But technically, there's like twelve songs because. One, two, three. We gotta figure out how four, we're gonna do the scoring. Five, six, seven, eight. Yes. So there's eight interludes and there's twelve songs. So when you don't draft any of the interludes, because some of them are like only ten seconds long. Right. There's really just segues. Just draft the songs proper, and then we'll each have four songs. Okay. I missed that, but so we'll figure it out. There's eight interludes and twelve songs. Yeah. So no one we're not drafting interludes. Okay, fine. Because they're not they're non songs. Sometimes they're like ten 12, seconds long. Oh, twelve songs for each. Yes. Oh amazing. Okay, cool. So it breaks down well. Um But yeah, guys, this is the next album after Control. Um she's working with the same production crew. 
It's just the sound has got more advanced. And we did hear uh, Missy much already from the board bills. So Jackson Family Podcast. Uh, should we do it? Oh, we got to do the draft order. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, the draft order. Okay, so. Brandon is generating a random draft order. Brandon draft. Okay. Generator. I'm so I'm still re- really nervous for some reason. <laughs> it's definitely just the Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like. This won't even come across as exciting, but it was so exciting for me to like draft on the fly. Or not even draft on the fly, it's like rank on the fly. Yeah. No, I Yeah, I mean, you rigged it, so. And also, Brandon does not seem into this at all. I will no, say that right no, now. No, I'm trying to fo- No. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? I really am. I'm just, I've drafted poorly every time I'm thinking. That's fine. That's what are you fine. Talking about? So has Brandon not won? <laughs> no. Brandon, ha- Brandon oh, has that's, to that's win. why he's like that's that. Okay, it, it makes is. sense. No, more I'm that. Not like anything. I'm just, I'm like, like a little bit. Songs. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but. Yeah, I mean, you're well, pulled away from the I get. Mic. He's the least winningest of the, of the crew, so. Well, I got the first pick in the draft, so. There we go. And what's the order? Time to turn it around, baby. B T D S. Yeah, fuck you, dude. D C. But you do, but you both get the double picks, which is yeah, arguably better. Okay, again, we're not drafting the interludes. Let me just write this down real quick. We can cut this part out. Draft music. Again, if you're a podcast producer willing to work for free, <laughs> could really use your help. It's too much going on. I'm I'm now I'm I'm like Brandon. I'm, I'm low key. I know everything I want uh, to draft. Strategizing. I listen, I listen to this. really. I listened to to this album very recently, and it was incredible. Yeah, I listened to the first couple of her albums recently as well. Okay. With the first pick... Oh, I should put the reverb on. With the first pick of the Rhythm Nation 1814 draft, the draft of 1814, we're taking (laughs) back to that year. That's actually probably not good, because that was like... Like a slave trade. Like, oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. It, it, sorry. That's truly part of our history as Americans. Anyway, go ahead. All right. I'm going to be thinking outside the box this time. Okay. Here we go. With the first pick in the Jenna Jackson draft, Brandon selects Escapade. Great. With the second pick of the, what's the year again? 18? 18. 1814. <laughs> of the 1814 draft. The draft of 1814. Um, Danny picks Rhythm Nation. Okay. My first pick of the draft of 1814. Dave speaking. All right. Then it goes back to me for my second pick. I'm going to say, Love Will Never Do Without You. Fuck. Piece of shit. Both, y'all. It's the best fucking song. God well, damn it. You didn't pick it Why first. Why did you pick it second? Because it's not actually my favorite. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. Okay. Now I'm up. You got to play that song again. The draft oh. music. Um, I'm already halfway through my picks. That's how quick this goes. Danny's next pick. Someday is tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That was my next one. You, you knew that's me. You know that's damn me it. and you know why. Yes. All right. This is uh, Brando's. Okay. The next pick, Miss You Much. And then, hmm. <laughs> okay, so how many? 
I only have one more after that. Damn. Okay, so then you know what? I'm gonna lose again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Uh, come back to me. Alright, now my pick, right? Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna go State of the World. Okay. I like that song. That was one I was looking at. Yeah. Um, I will go for Lonely. Is it my pick again? Yeah. Yeah. So I get the final pick. I get my final pick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I will go. Do you said State of the World, right, Danny? Yeah. I'm gonna go for the knowledge. I just need a second. He's gonna play the songs real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, still so nervous. Sweating so hard. <laughs> I so there should Sweating be only two songs left. out of me. Uh, what's the Red left? Bull. Can you tell me what's left? I don't know. Nope. You should have been keeping track. Uh, I think. All right, all right, fine. I'm gonna no, list no, no, every no, single song then. No, it's the it's Black Hat, and I believe. Uh, it's Black Hat. Come back to me. I'm picking Black Hat. No, no. Okay, Black Hat. And I'm, I'm what was Black the last Hat. one? So you're picking Black Hat. I'm picking Black Hat. Yeah. Oh, uh, Living in the World We Didn't Make is. That's Brandon's. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Brandon got inherited Living in the in a World They Didn't Make. Okay, that is the draft. That's the 1814 draft of 1814 for the nation. So four songs each, so it's going to be more points. More points, more more competitive. Yeah. A full 12 Definitely a longer episode. (laughs) A full 12 song ranking. At least not as long as Bad was. No, no. I forgot that we did all the bonus songs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. 12 song ranking plus music video discussion plus interlude discussion. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. It's going to probably be a two-parter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, by the way, the vinyl only has two interludes, the first one and the, and the last one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, guys. Yeah. Uh, we finally did Faith, guys. I, and it felt good, actually. I had yeah. a lot of fun doing it. And here's a fun fact. I'm just looking at some of the uh, credits. Herb Alpert actually played trumpet, horn, and brass on Rhythm Nation. Interesting. Hmm. Johnny Gill from New Edition did percussion, special effects, and finger snaps. No vocals. All right, guys. That uh, is it. All right. This was Faith, George Michael. The albums. We are the albums. Algeros. Three bums. <laughs> you think the um, the woman from uh, Total Recall had three bums? <laughs> Definitely. She had three titties, right? So, so is that six ass cheeks or three cheeks? Oh. Three cheeks. Three cheeks. I was thinking. Okay. Well, I guess no. A bum is uh, means two Bull. two cheeks. Yeah. So six cheeks. Six cheeks. So or three cheeks, two cracks. Right. Um, it would be three. If three, if it's three oh. cheeks, it would be two butt cracks. If well, you say look at that bum, that's con- that's both. That's of them. that's composite too. So it would be six cheeks and then uh, uh, How, yeah, because, four or five cracks. How many cracks? So are that we going means for? if there were six sets of. So that means five butts. Because no, a butt five. is one crack. No, it's not. A butt, yeah. A butt is the cheeks. Right, but here's, listen. A butt The cheeks, cheeks overlap, creating more cracks, thus creating more butts. Those are creases, maybe, though. <laughs> I guess, no, they are cracks, but they don't all have okay, sphinct- no, well, like, sphincters. The issue we're missing is how many butt holes. Yeah. That, that's the issue we're missing. There's yeah. six creases. No, five creases. Is there a hole in each crease? No, only in between the two main cheeks. 
Well, so, okay, so there's yeah, three yeah, yeah. The holes. Main so three holes. Then, and okay. five creases. Three holes. Gotcha. Right. Right? Five creases? Right. Or four creases? So this, you're saying yeah. how many you have sets dr- of Draw butts. it out for me real quick. <laughs> you're saying... So you're saying there's... Six cheeks. Six cheeks. So one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, Guys, four. I can't see. So there's five creases because those are considered like... Five creases? Yeah, because... We're talking about each individual set of cheeks. Yeah. They're partnered together to make... If you spread them, there's a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, but between it's, the two cheeks that are not holed, yeah. that's a crease. Is that its own butt? Oh, so you're saying there's another crease in between the two sets of butts? Yes. So there's one, two, three, four, five creases. Yes. Five creases and... Six cheeks and three... Five creases. So that's three... Three holes. Three holes. So three asses, really. Three, three asses. Sets of three, asses. Well, three bumps. We're going for bumps. Three assets... All right, this has been Faith. (laughs) (laughs) We're the albums. We'll catch you next time with Rhythm Nation. And more butthole talk. And we're stuck in the 80s. (laughs) We will never leave the 80s. We keep saying we will. I'm going to nominate another 80s album. All right, God bless. And RIP and God bless George Michael. Love you, George Michael. Bye, George. Bye, George. Bye, George. He's got it.